She's actually from the Wu-Tang. I ain't mad at her. Mm-hmm. Missy Elliott. She's definitely one of my favorite artists of all time. Right? Legend. Yeah. You ready to bring the pain? Oh, yeah. Big right. time. We got a lot of pain to bring this week. All right, because we got some grievances. For one, man, I don't know what's wrong with your clock. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go into further detail when we get to the Guards of Gaps 3 for sure. I don't know. You got to set the time on your sundial or something, man, because every time you go somewhere with us, you always like an hour and a half late. I promise you guys I was up at 8 o'clock. On a Saturday, helping a buddy out. I fully plan to be there at 12 noon. Uh, buddy's in a bad situation. It took a little bit longer to help him out than I thought. Oh, it's all good, man. But you, you showed up. We showed out. Family and friends had a good time. It was a nice little watch party for Guardians of the Galaxy. Cinemax Savants, man. We're letting all y'all fans know that we are going to do it one more time this year. Thank y'all again to everybody that showed up, showed out for us. We all good? Everybody had a good week? Sean, yeah, doing good? Yeah, doing very good. Very good week, yeah, man. Just... Ryan, how you doing? Spirits okay. are high? Uh, somewhat. Um, <laughs> life is, is freaking tough right now. I'm, I'm glad I'm in the position I am because, yeah, the situation I had to help my buddy with, he's in a much worse situation than I am. So I am thankful for the blessings that I have and thankful to be here tonight with you guys. Oh, it's all good, man. Hey, everybody. If you haven't known already, welcome back to Cinemax Avance, a.k.a. the greatest podcast in the world. Definitely the blackest podcast in the world because Ryan <laughs> likes to prove his blackness <laughs> by saying, like, oh, like, yeah. hold my hand as he watch this. I'm not going to be on time to my own event. <laughs> Fans, family, friends showing up, man. Everybody's seeing everybody greeting. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Like, typical fashion. Like, Ryan's like, hey, I'll, I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, where's Ryan at? Ain't there three of y'all? Right, I know. I was like, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I didn't have time to explain. Like, all right, y'all know the podcast. Y'all know how it goes. Like, Ryan will get here when he get here, man. He the rock star of the whole group. So he just That's like, hey. Not true. I'll show up. I'll show up when I get there. <laughs> not true at all. No, but overall, it was a good time. And was, yeah, as soon as I walked out, everybody started asking, like, hey, when y'all going to do this again? Well, you know, y'all going to have the next one lined up? I was like, all right, man, we only going to do this like twice a year, man, because I... We don't want to spoil y'all too much, but yeah, maybe we'll put a poll up on Facebook or something trying to get them to vote on which movie we should select. I have an idea for which one I want to pick, but maybe I have a difference of opinion on the next one. But Ryan, did you have a suggestion for the next one by any chance? Because I haven't really looked ahead on the lineup for the rest of the year because it'll probably be around uh, maybe end of summer. Maybe fall if it's another big release. I can't remember the next one that's going to be coming out. Well, you know, it's number one on my radar. Was it Oppenheimer? Because I thought about that. That's so I saw the trailer. Number two, um, Miles Morales. I want to see Miles Morales back in action. Oh, yeah. There is no right, way right. in hell I'm missing out on that in theater. I made the mistake of missing Into the Spider-Verse in the theater. That mistake will not happen again. I will be seeing that opening night. But um, I, I think that's going to be more of like a, a date night for me. Uh, that's, that's a date night movie. Oh shit! Sure. You bring it. All right. Yeah, Pinochle time, Spider Man for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we just discussed for the podcast, we got to add Pinochle to the to the encyclopedia. We got to add that to the dictionary right, or something. Yeah. 
Like people keep looking at me weird whenever I say it. Now I was like, it's just such a normal word to me because Sean just introduced this to the podcast. <laughs> now everybody I know, man, I hear Pinochle time. I was like, ah, oh, man, oh, I see man. you. I see you over there, man. You you a listener? I, I get it. <laughs> Pinochle time. It's a good time. Whenever you use that word, it's a good time. You know. So hey, like I said, I've been using that since I was young, just because I didn't want to say any other word. So just to play around with it. Now it's stuck. You know. So. uh uh, anybody who I'm around or any girl I date, they, like I said earlier, they can't stand that word, you know, so <laughs> they would rather me use some a little more aggressive words, but uh, no, I like to play around with it, and so I use that. That's more of the PG-13 version of what what I really want to say, you know, so. I never even thought about if I had a coded word with my kids around. Now, yeah. I think early on, uh, like, when the kids are younger, because they're close, they're close to the same age, I just look at how I say, hey, hey, getting a little special attention tonight. Like anything like that, like like now it's just like, hey man, we we, we getting it on tonight because now the kids are older. I'm like, man, y'all know y'all got made, man. Don't, don't, be, don't be acting all brand new around me. Like, come on, man, you here because like we we got some pinochle time, man. So, so y'all need to understand. Like, hey, like mom and dad still like to have a good time, and y'all grown kids, damn there. So I can't wait for y'all to move out so y'all can have some pinochle time outside my house. So, yeah, my, my kids know what's up. I ain't got time to treat them like they're two years old anymore. Ryan, you had a pretty good weekend. Very good weekend. Very good weekend. Uh, very entertaining time at the movie theater. Uh, I was pretty stressful the uh, morning of, uh, so uh, sit down, watch a new Marvel movie with you guys, as well as your friends and coworkers that showed up. Uh, that was it. Really made uh, one of the highlights of the year so far. It's going to be hard to top. It was uh, it was a good feeling to see a lot of happy faces walking out that movie theater. And happy, familiar faces. That's usually not the regular movie-going experience that we have. You're lucky if you run into one person you know at the theater, as it is. Yeah. But to see a whole bunch of people that you know in a good mood and knowing that uh, uh, basically you guys are one of the main reasons you made somebody's day happy. That was uh, very inspiring stuff to be a part of. So you guys did a great job putting all that together, for sure. Yeah, I can see people I knew that some of my coworkers came it's like, man, that was a good job, guys. Really enjoyed that. Thank you for that. And it was a very nice time. And uh, just to see everybody that you know or just to be like an intimate you know, <coughs> setting where it was just people you knew and friends you knew, you know what I mean, more close uh, friends that you knew. That was always good family to have that come. And it's just people you, you know, outsiders. Some people never went to nothing like that before. So uh, like my friend at work said, he's like, I probably won't go to movies again this year unless you guys invite me. <laughs> I was really? like, yeah. He was like, I just don't care. But. I'll go if you guys invite me, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't care for the movies. There's nothing really I, I want to see, but uh, that was a good time. I really enjoyed that. He brought him a girl, a nice little date, and so he enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah, man, it was a good time. I, I really liked it. So we, I thought every little prizes we gave out, that was pretty nice. So, yeah, um, Mark Martin, our buddy, he got a record, uh, the Volume 3, Guardians of the Galaxy. I remember telling me that. I'm mad yeah. I missed out on that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. Oh yeah, I gave I gave out some some smaller prizes, man. Like yeah. you know, socks or something like that. Like little mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, badge, whatever. Like they have on the movie. And I think I, the one I I really wanted to keep it, but I was like, nah, I, I got to get this out because they had like the little baby uh, rocket uh, pop Funko. You know the little bobbleheads that they have out at uh. I love those mm-hmm. little pop. I know I saw the little baby rocket one. I was like, damn, this is too damn cute, man. I can't give this away. But I was like, <laughs> nah, man, somebody else is going to enjoy this <clears> one. So yeah, plus you know I had my. My two nephews, because I call Valentino uh, Matt's son my nephew, then really? my other nephew there. So it's nice when you get to like to mix and mingle with the family and friends who normally who wouldn't be you know sitting alongside one another, get to mingle a little bit more. It's, it's nice to get the family 
together, my friends together. I had some of my work friends there. So this is nice just to get out, just to kind of kick back. And even then, even trying to explain that some of them didn't under this, understand the concept of. For sure. Yeah. Like, just show up to auditorium such and such, and then, you know, that's it. Just like, but, but what, what do we owe? Like, we ain't got to pay. But like, no. Like, <laughs> like we pay yeah. for everybody just to go. It's like, you can do that? I'm like, yes, you can do it. It's a lot easier than you think. So, yeah, just if y'all out there and y'all want to have a good time, you know, with your family and friends, because I know AMC, they make it very easy because they actually put it on, like, their little website of, like, hey, you want a theater, like, a 40, 50-seat theater, whatever, like, you can rent out this whole theater, like, right now on the website. But the one on Regal, they'll actually give you, like, a number you have to call. You have to call and talk to a representative and all this other stuff. There's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through with Regal. Mm. They're not as easy as AMC, but, you know, it's still relatively easy so it's not as hard as we try to make it out to be it's actually pretty easy so if you guys want to reach out try to figure out how to do it for yourselves because i like doing this for my family now just to get like a small little theater to keep to ourselves because one i like to pick my seat mm. and number two it's a lot easier when you're in the midst of family and friends because they understand the concept because they love <coughs> movies like we all love movies you always get like that one person in the theater that just won't shut up right for some reason right, yeah <laughs> controlling it with your family and friends and you know the fans out there because they all understand like we all love the movies we all have the same uh you know mission right now we like we want to sit back we want to be quiet we want to watch the movie and we want to have a good time so keeping it the relatively private for us i think it was like perfect for us so once again, we'll probably put it up on Facebook sometime, and we'll probably get you guys to vote on the next one that we might do later on this year. Because we are going to do one more this year for sure, but we haven't decided which movie we're going to pick. So we'll let you know the family and friends, fans, we'll let y'all all decide on what the next one will be. So aside yeah. from that, we ready to get, yeah, man. get back yeah, to business? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'll start my standing ovation because I'll make it kind of corny and cheesy, but I want to give standing ovation to my family and friends. That came out to our uh, watch party to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. But once again, it's nice having y'all there. My podcast, bros, y'all did a good job. Ryan, we'll talk about you later. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a nice, well organized event for everybody that showed up. So I'll just keep that simple for me. It just it was nice to see everybody there. Some people I haven't seen in a while. I haven't seen Kevin in a while. That was it was nice to see him because I yeah. I talked to him every once in a while on Facebook because you know <laughs> he he was living like a wild boy for a while, but. Seem like he's he's doing all right. You know, got his daughter, cute as hell. You know, I like it when people our age start having kids and stuff like that. It's always nice to see like people grow up and start like taking care of a kid. Nothing nothing humbles you more than taking care of a child at this point. And I saw Matt grow up. I had to grow up. Kevin's growing up. Like once you start having kids, that's let you know like, hey man, we going to the club, going to the bar, hanging out like that. We can't do it like we used to anymore. Now it's just like, hey, we we some grown men taking care of some kids, and like this is going to be the next generation that's going to be taking care of us pretty soon. So, Good point. So, you know, seeing people grow up, man, seeing people like just seeing somebody love up on their kid because Matt, he he might be the greatest father I've ever seen in my life. Nothing makes him happier than hanging out with his kid on the weekend. I, it used to be like, hey, man, we going to the strip club, man. We going to the bar and all <laughs> stuff, stuff. Now I was like, oh, man. oh, I got Valentino this weekend, man. We're going to hang out. Like, oh, what y'all doing? Like, oh, we just hanging out, man. We're just playing. Or probably shoot some Nerf guns or something like that. I was like, hop around with a trampoline. Like, that's that's it? That's what you're doing? He's like, yeah, that's all I'm doing. I was like, oh, man. Like, we grown now, man. Like, kids are really taking over our lives right now. So, yeah, it's just, it's nice to see my friends from high school grow up get their family started and everything. It's all beautiful. Loving people that love movies like us and go out and hang with us. It's, it's just a nice, beautiful time. So I want to say I thank all y'all for showing up and showing out for us. So, yeah, round of applause to all y'all. That's cool, man. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. <clears throat> Ryan, you should have seen it if you were there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he came in total darkness. 
Yeah, I know. Right. Ryan creeping in like he just like he didn't know nothing else. He's like, oh man, like am I in the right theater? Like, oh man, what's going on right now, man? Like, of, a, of a celebrity that don't want to be seen in the movie. Uh, there, got a veil on his head and shit. <laughs> Sit in the back. Man, yeah, like he Michael Jackson sticking <laughs> into a movie. Like, oh, well, we're going to talk about that because when I, uh, Rocket Raccoon was already on his deathbed when I walked in, and I I thought maybe I had missed five to ten minutes, but it feels like I missed more than that. So maybe, when we talking that, that was pretty early, so maybe you missed a solid maybe ten minutes, maybe? I remember I, it was, I think it was a one o'clock show. I got, well, I remember walking in the theater like 118. It was like one eighteen when I got there. Now I'm I know they said they opened it up at twelve thirty, so my plan all week long was to be there at twelve noon. Uh just to be on the safe side so we wouldn't be having this conversation. But fate reared its ugly head. So sorry about that, but I had a blast and looking forward to talking more about that myself. And yes, thank you everybody who showed up for Cinema Cinemax Avant's Guardians of the Galaxy event. That meant the world to me and I'm sure it did for you guys as well. Oh, yeah. Great time. Oh, man. It's, it's always nice to have your family around, man. Family, friends, like people that just love movies just like you do. So it's nice to give them like that little bit of relief because, you know, <laughs> ticket prices, they haven't been going down lately. Like ticket prices is only mm-hmm. going up and they charge even more for premium seats. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to alleviate this pressure or we're going to relieve alleviate this pressure from everybody to say, hey, We'll pay for the ticket. We'll let y'all get y'all whack ass popcorn. Whoever out there is like to still eat that nasty <laughs> shit. But you know, popcorn, drinks, y'all can get all that. But the tickets, that's on us because you know everybody should have at least one like good movie event night out. At least I say once a month because they do put out some pretty good movies every once in a while. But if y'all just want like a nice big release, we thought Guardians was a good one, and I definitely had a great time watching it. It was very emotional. But we'll get to our review later. But you know, just just let us. Just letting us know that we do enjoy doing that for all of y'all. Like, yeah. doing that for our family and friends. It's always nice to get y'all to come out and enjoy the movies with us, as you opposed know. to listen to the podcast with us. Right. One of the bigger draws is the seats, too. Everybody was like, oh, that's the one with the good seats? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going there. Yeah, I like them seats. You know, them seats are a big draw. You know, everybody, it's, it's pretty convenient for most people who get to Coldwater Regal Cinema. So, uh, yeah, them seats are something big for most people. They like them seats. So and I swear, if and AMC can get better seats, yeah, I would go there yeah. because they have a better menu, like right. a better food menu, but those seats suck. I'm too damn old to be sitting up right like that. <laughs> they hurt my knees back, be yeah. hurting, man. My back be hurting. I'll be wanting to lean back just out of, you know, just muscle memory of being in Regal. <laughs> but now it's just like, yeah, no, I yeah. need to make sure of that because I need to go get to those recliner seats because everybody yeah. keeps saying like, hey, the recliner seats, that was a game changer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, I can go next. I got one that's pretty, uh, won't be a very, uh, you know, a usual pick that I might pick, but I'm going to go with a different, uh, what's the word, conventional Conventional. Conventional. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Mike Tyson. Okay. I like where you're going with this. I'm going to go with Mike Tyson. And not not just because of his movies. He do got some movies that he was in um, Ip Man, uh, Hangover. Wait, he was in Ip Man? Yeah, he was in uh, three, Ip Man 3. He was, uh, remember he was fighting with uh, uh, Donnie Yen? Remember, you don't remember the scenes? You probably I, have to look it I up. I remember I saw the trailer, but uh, yeah. Oh, oh, you, you know what? I do remember. I do remember. Um, he was in a couple little really low budget movies. Um, I know for sure Hangover 1 and Hangover 2. He played in the movies Vendetta, Liger. He played in a Medea movie, apparently. I don't remember him. Only one oh, I, I remember that. He That's, was in one he, of them? he showed up at the end, right? Like he was a. Uh, he was like the boyfriend to the mom, like after the husband died or whatever. Which one is Medea goes to jail? 
Uh, I can't remember. Uh, family was, reunion. Uh, f- think, a funeral. Funeral. Family I think funeral. it was a funeral one yeah. where the husband died or whatever that he showed up at the end like the mom moved oh, okay. on already and okay. he was like the, the new man that showed up at the end. I was like, Mike Tyson? Really? In a Tyler Perry movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. That was it, I, I do remember him meet the blacks. He was in that uh, Mike Epps movie where he was in the hallway and he had that mask on and Mike Tyson was talking shit. He, uh, Mike Epps owed him some money. I've never was, seen Meet the Blacks. Okay. It's, it was just... It's pretty. It's okay. I I remember laughing at some of it, but he played in that. But uh, Mike Tyson has um, uh, inter. He's already one of the most famous people of all time. He's very interesting to me. I've been watching a lot of Mike Tyson videos over the last couple of days, just because it's like now. Once I started on YouTube, now YouTube thinks that's all I want to watch is Mike Tyson clips. But he has a a, a podcast called Hot Boxing. I've they, seen a few episodes where they smoke weed and stuff. But he talked. But he's interesting. And he's some of the people he has on. He has like uh, Cedric the Entertainer. He had um, who else did I watch him have? Uh, Cheech and Chong. He has a lot of celebrities on. Anybody that's anybody pretty much goes on. Any rapper, the game was on there a couple months ago. Um, some UFC fighters, any boxers that fight, and him and um, another guy who kind of hosted like Matt Barnes. He's one of the hosts on there, and he has his own podcast. But I really like Mike Tyson as far as his life when he's high. He tells like stories about the past. He had uh, Bobby Brown on one, and um, oh god, yeah, that's got to be a they, great episode. They, that was a crazy episode. That has to, yeah, he oh got some my stories, god, I'm sure. they, they, Bobby Brown and Mike Tyson just, have two of the most interesting oh stories in the history of mankind. Dead oh serious. Gosh. Both of them should be dead technically because of the lives that they <laughs> yeah, live. For sure. Bobby Brown for sure, but the Definitely. fact that they're together talking about their life on a Bobby oh Brown for gosh. sure. But, oh my god! But Mike Tyson, um, he always like reminisces, and he's you know he's a little out there. He all, oh, uh, my, uh, Kevin Hart was on there, and um, wait, he got high on the- yeah. He didn't. Kevin Hart didn't get high, but Mike Tyson gets high on every show. And at the end of the show, he gives you like a lot of gifts and some weed and edibles and stuff. Okay, and he's trying to get Kevin Hart to smoke, and Kevin Hart's like, "No, nah, man." He was like, "What you mean you don't like smoking?" And he was like. He, Kevin Hart looked at the other co-host like, man, I'm I'm kind of scared, man. I don't like Mike Tyson looking at me, and it's, it looked real, you know what I mean? He's like, he said, I'm, I'm thinking I'm shit on myself. He's like, he like, I don't want to tell Mike no, you know what I mean? And it, somehow they start talking about Michael Jackson, and Mike Tyson was like, well, you know, I got a story about Michael Jackson. So he said, um, and this is what made me really want to do him tonight, just because he's got an interesting life. Um, he was like, yeah, um, I just beat somebody. I was a unified champ at 19 or 20. And Don King said, let's go to a Michael Jackson concert in Cleveland, Ohio. He's like, oh, okay, bet. You know, let's let's go. You know, I'll go. And so he said they went, and he was like, they'll give us backstage tickets. He was like, Mike Tyson's like, you know, I'm the biggest and baddest thing right now. I'm undefeated champ of 19. I'm the heavyweight champ. Everybody loves me. So he said he goes back. And they said after the show, Mike Tyson invited them back, but he really invited Don King back. So he said at first they saw Mike Tyson walking down the hallway. And he said Don King put his fingers up like a, make a peace sign. And Mike Tyson said, oh, that must be how you talk to him. So he said, I put a peace sign up. He said, well, Michael Jackson did a peace sign to Don King, but when he saw Mike Tyson, he put the peace sign down. <laughs> and he was like, man, what the fuck? You know, Mike Tyson, he was like, I know he didn't just diss me. You know what I mean? Mike Tyson, you know, he's talking and shit. He's smoking weed and shit. He looked like he's about to cry. And um, he said, so we go backstage with him. And he's like, you know, I don't like that shit. He said, I feel like I'm slighted. You know what I mean? But I'm going to go up to him and confront him. He said, hey, Mike, you know, I'm, um, you know, how you doing, Michael Jackson? You know, whatever he said to him. He said, Michael Jackson was standing in the hallway trying to wait for a, a taxi to pick him up. And he said, Michael Jackson looked at him like, don't I know you? Like, I know you're from somewhere. 
And he was like, I'm Mike Tyson. He was like, who? <laughs> he was like, I know you look familiar, but I don't know. He said, I'll talk to you later. And he was like, man, I hate this motherfucker, man. He said, why the fuck is Michael Jackson dissing me? He said, but I didn't do nothing. He was like, I was starstruck. He was like, Mike Tyson saying he's starstruck to Michael Jackson. He said, I'm starstruck and shit. He said, but for the longest, I hated that motherfucker. He said, I did not like him. And I guess somehow they end up hanging out again. And, uh, he was uh, his agent was talking to Michael Jackson's agent like Michael Jackson's having a get together. He come over. He invited you, and he was like, he's like, at this point I hated him. But when he said that, he said he invited me. He was like, yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> he was like, I forgot all about him dissing me. And he was like, that's how big a star Michael Jackson was that he was in awe. You know what I mean? Like Mike Tyson was in awe, and he's got so many stories. You guys should watch it. It's entertaining. Is Mike Tyson is funny as hell. I love that. And man. when he says something, he means it. He really means it. He'll get all emotional and stuff, too. But he's super funny. Like, he's actually a comedian. He talked about his. You remember he had a little HBO special? I remember he had, yeah. like, that one-man show. Yeah, that, that one-man show. He said that I was I heard post- that was pretty good. It is. You, you haven't watched it? I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, it's I never great. Saw it oh, you never saw that? Mm-hmm. Man, it's great. But he said that um, it was funny, but he was saying that he didn't mean for it to be funny. And he said his wife helped him write the story for it. And they wanted it to be real deal about how he, how he grew up, grew up, grew up. His mom was a uh, prostitute at one point. A lot of stuff. He had a bad childhood. Of course, he was in and out of jail. And he said people started laughing at the show. He was like, what the fuck they laughing at? Like, this ain't supposed to be funny. And he was like, he went back to his wife. Like, why are they laughing? And he was like, I don't know. I guess this is how you're saying it. And he was like, what? this is real deal shit. You know, this is not supposed to be funny. So everything that he does is like serious to him but it comes off funny now you know what i mean like he's he's more of a, a, a icon for sure but he's more of a he's got a comedic sign to him that i don't think he would have had back in the 80s you know what i mean he was definitely serious business uh if you see some of the interviews he had he didn't even like talking to women reporters he was like, hey uh you know i don't talk to women reporters i usually just fronticate with them and you know what i mean he would say shit like that back in the day but now he's definitely a he's more of an entertainer you know what i mean and he's doing he's selling he's got his own weed um, cannabis uh, industry that he has that he sells stuff like that and this hot box and he just brings all the Undertaker was on one and Undertaker was talking about how big of a badass Mike Tyson was and everybody had a Mike Tyson story and that is just super it's super dope to see it's very entertaining I listen to it at work while I'm working and just because we have a podcast it kind of resonates now it's just a podcast and it's kind of it's very awful format Mike Tyson is always off subject but nobody's checks him, you know what I mean? Because everybody's terrified him on the show, you know what I mean? He's still Mike Tyson. So um, get a chance, watch Hot Boxing on YouTube. Um, and, of course, he's got a couple movies he's been in and out. He's a, he's a legend amongst himself, one of the best boxers of all time. Uh, but everybody, Mike Tyson is like this lion. We're watching this show, Beast. If Mike Tyson was outside, everybody would be scared, like, oh, Hell shit. Yeah. Including <laughs> the lion. <laughs> Including yes. the lion, because he's like a pit bull without a leash, you know what I mean? So... Um, to this day, Michael Tyson's 56. You still don't want to take a punch from him. He knows how to hit you. You would freaking knock your spleen out. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go with Mike Tyson, a little bit unconventional. But the fact that we have a podcast and he has a few movies to his credit, Hangover and all that stuff, I just thought I would give him a try tonight. Uh, very interesting person. One of my favorite celebrities of all time. And an, so. an insanely deep thinker, he is. by the way. He is. Like, he is not what you thought he would be when you first saw him. Yeah, for sure. Because back then, it was like, I don't think Mike Tyson is going to become what he is now. But now that I listen to him now, like, he really is a lot smarter than people give him credit for. Because sure. he, he, he has, like, a lot of deep thoughts. He's very introspective. Maybe it's just now because he's older and he's like, 
he's not boxing anymore, so he has time to go back and reflect on his life and some of the things that he did. I have to say, Mike Tyson is one of the most interesting people that I ever heard speak, especially he's on his podcast, because he's just very, very, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of hard to describe, maybe because it's just him and he can't understand why people are laughing at him, but, yeah. but it, maybe it's kind of like the thing, like when you see like a tough guy make a joke, you laugh a little bit extra at it, because it's like, I don't want to be that one dude that ain't going to laugh at this dude joke, because he... Might be Joe Pesci, like oh man, like, oh. <laughs> like on Goodfellas, yeah, like, you, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm funny to you, like I'm, I'm a joke to you, like <laughs> oh, no, you, no. <laughs> and if you don't laugh, oh, I'm not funny, huh? Oh yeah, it's real funny, Mike. I'm sorry, well, you laugh. He said something on there, and I get, we, I'll let you go, Ryan. He said that. Uh, let me see if I can put it how he put it. He said if Julius Caesar didn't create how the years were, like you know how there's 365 years in a year, days in a year, days, in a year. days in a year. How old would you be if you didn't know that existed? Like the calendar, how old? He was telling this to Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart was confused as shit. You know what the hell he was talking about. But he said if that if there was no such thing as like, you know, we go around the sun or one year is 365 days, how 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 old would you be? How could you tell how old you were? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was very deep thing. He was high as shit for one. But like how how could you tell like through the seasons? Like how we all 38. If we didn't know the calendar, we didn't know how days and months and stuff go by and seasons and winter, summers and spring and that, how could you tell how old you were? You know, I mean, it was very deep. He told Kevin Hart, he was like, what? Uh, yeah, uh, be like Ray yeah, scribbling yeah. lines on the right, wall. Right, yeah, basically. And uh, it's just stuff like you said, Tommy, this is how Mike Tyson thinks. He thinks differently. It sounds that, like a very simple question, but yeah. it's a very deep question. Like, as we give time the purpose that it has. Right, right. So how... How do we know we're really 38 is what he was saying. I think Kevin Hart was 44 or something like that. He's like, how do you know you? And he's, you know, how Mike Tyson talks. Come on, nigga. How old do you think you are? You know how he's talking and shit. And Kevin Hart's like, I'm confused. <laughs> he's talking to the other host like, you answer this. I'm scared. You know what I mean? So, like, it was really deep how he thinks. And just to, just for him, he's a very entertaining guy. And I love Mike Tyson, man. Of course, we all love him as a boxer. But He's so much more than that, you know. I mean, he's a he's a global icon for sure. So, like, did you see Mike Tyson's life turned in the way that it is now? I did not, not see. I thought he's gonna be dead or in prison for the rest of his life. You know, um, he said that when his daughter died on that uh, treadmill, oh yeah, that, that I, changed I his that. life, and he even stopped smoking, uh, doing uh, cocaine and acid and stuff because he said he used to do acid, and uh, he was just heading down a dark path. And then when she died, he met his third wife, I believe. I think he'd been married three times and he says just changed his life. And she's like, I like the producer to the podcast that they have. And it's like, she's really smart and stuff. And so she does everything sounds like, and keeps him straight and narrow. He still smokes weed, of course, but he says that, uh, if it wasn't for his daughter dying, he probably would have been dead. He, he said he had headed down. He, he said, I've been the brokest person you ever met. And I've been the richest person you ever met. And he says, just right now, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. But, you know, he had 1.400 million or something like that, 300 million in the Damn. bank. You know what I mean? And that was in the 90s. You know what I mean? So imagine what he could have had if he used his money right. But he, he said in prison, Don King was just using up all his money. He said he's buying $10,000 towels and shit. You know, for real. Like he talks about it in his one man show. Y'all should watch it. That's super dope. He talks about all that, like how Don King. Ruined his life, basically. I want to know how much money he made off that Mike Tyson's punch out game back know. on Nintendo back in the day. He 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 should have at least been getting five percent of every right. cartridge sold because that game was a huge hit. He's talking about Tigers. He had two. T- he said he had a California King bed 
and he had two tiger cubs in the bed, and they would fight in the middle of the night <laughs> and scratch him up and shit. And he was like, they was like, you kept them in the bed? He's like, yeah, I wasn't scared of them. They were just babies. <laughs> he said, but one of them bit me one time. It was like, what? And it was like, oh, my God, Mike. He was like, the tiger's probably more scared of you. He's like, yeah, they, they were when they were babies. So they were terrified of me. I was like, God, dog, even damn big-ass cats and ferocious animals scared of Mike Tyson, you know? So, I, uh, uh, Yeah, and I, I got to give him props. He, uh, We've all seen our fair share of movie trailers, I'm sure, listeners and all three of us. And that Hangover trailer, they actually showed him knock, uh, Galifianakis out in that trailer. <laughs> but it was still one of the funniest things I've seen oh, when you actually God. sat down and watched The Hangover for the first time or even the fifth time. That scene is hilarious. And to this day, I still feel that's the funniest scene that they actually showed in a trailer that's just as funny when you see it in the movie and <laughs> one of the great pleasures of my movie going life is watching hangover with people who have not seen that movie oh man and when he pulls out and punches galvanakis <laughs> oh my god oh, oh when yeah they even went to his house and he kicked um Zach got up and knock us out. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes later, you see him still walking around the house. Like, Who does this shit, man? He's pissing in the pool. They oh, look real scared. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. shit. Bradley Cooper. I'm going to fuck this tiger. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking real scared. They weren't laughing at that. Shit. So, yeah, Mike Tyson, man, I give him a round of applause. He's uh, Watch that hot boxing stuff if you ever get a chance. Uh, it's very entertaining. So, Mike and Tyson, funny as hell. I love that guy so much, and I can't reiterate enough how much of a blast I had with you, Sean. You came over to see that Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson fight. Oh, yeah. Man, that was one of the most entertaining nights of sports history. Oh, and Nate Robinson got knocked out. Nate (laughs) Robinson got his ass knocked out in two rounds, like laid out cold. And then Snoop commentating. Those fights was some of the best. That was worth it. <laughs> that was Listening to money Snoop. worth. I, I, I watched it for free, but it, if I paid for it, I would have got my money's worth. Good lord, Snoop commentating was com- comic gold, and he was. It was entertaining. That's what a commentator is supposed to do: entertain you throughout the parts where there's no sports action going on. Snoop did his job as good as somebody could do a commentating job. Good lord, that was great. A great night of entertainment. All right, yeah, you, God you bless last Mike up Tyson. on our uh, standing ovation. Who you got for us this week? Yeah, I'm going to shout out two individuals. Uh, Look at you getting greedy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, big contribution to the world of film, and uh, they have uh, really uh, done a lot, not only for me, but the community here in Florida, Indiana. So my standing ovation this week goes out. To Tommy Curry and Sean Brown. Oh, oh man, uh, you, man. The founders. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. You, you go ahead. You get to. You get to. Oh, yeah. I'm so green now, mother. No, but, no, I retract my previous statement. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Applaud is well overdue for you individuals. Um, you guys created weekly entertainment for me on a monthly basis. And I remember. During those first couple months when you guys first started Cinematic Savants, I was actually upset when you guys missed a week. I was (laughs) so looking forward to the new episodes. I was extremely disappointed uh, and let down. I knew my week wasn't going to be as well without hearing Cinematic Savants on a weekly basis. So you guys 
from the inception of of the show itself and how it's progressed and improved. You guys have done a remarkable job. And, yeah, seeing all those smiling faces leaving Guardians of the Galaxy for the Cinemax event over the weekend was a highlight of the year that's going to be hard to top. It was good to see familiar faces, and that was that's something you just don't really experience too often. Uh, very Part of the magic of going to the movies is uh, having a shared experience next to strangers. Right. But to have that shared experience around people that you know and, uh, yeah, I think I had two coworkers show up uh, at that movie. Uh, but you guys had a much bigger turnout than I was able to draw in. And uh, that's very impressive. And uh, for all the – there were some pretty horrific images in that movie. It, it ended on a feel-good note and Gardens of the Galaxy's typical feel-good experience. But for all the disturbing imagery that was in Gardens of the Galaxy 3, uh, you could tell it was – People were happy they came out to see it, and they enjoyed being there mm. with people they knew. And you don't, you don't really get to experience that at the movie theater. So, uh, yeah, you guys did a great job putting all that together. Uh, sorry I missed out on the trivia giveaway at the beginning. But, uh, yeah, I saw somebody rolling up a Guardians of the Galaxy poster at the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, was, that was pretty sweet. And, yeah, not even the movie theater chains do enough of that kind of stuff here in Fort Wayne. Right. And that was kind of like a throwback to the old days of movie going. If you go out to see a movie opening week, uh, that's the kind of stuff we, we used to see at movie theaters uh, but that we don't see as often enough. So shout out to Tommy Curry and Sean Brown, the founders and brains behind Cinemax Alliance. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh, you guys are uh, a benefit to f- film goring society. You guys are doing a good job. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks, we, man. We, we doing the best that we can. You know what? You know, just turn us up a little bit louder this time. <laughs> I want to make sure that everybody here's our standing ovation. You go ahead and you got some more stuff to say why I found it? Because I, <laughs> I thought he was going to give me something like, oh man, Christopher Nolan, man. I want to give it out one more time for this guy. Like, like, like great, greatest director of all time, man. I can't, can't think of another one. But oh yeah. So. And for all you ladies listening out there, Tommy and Sean are taller and better looking than I am. <laughs> I appreciate that. I think I do all right. And plus, I've been losing a lot of weight. And you know, my wife, I'll be telling her all the time, like, hey, man, you sure you, you, you are to send me out here in these streets, man? <laughs> these women out here, man, are savages, man. Like I said on Facebook, it's, it's, it's sundress season. So you oh, know yeah. what that means. Oh, yeah, that's a great time. That, that's my favorite time of the year because we just got past like a sweatpants spring. Because that, that's when my wife is like, oh, you wearing your sweatpants to work? Mm. Like, oh, like, you can't be wearing that to work. I'm like, what, what the hell, man? I like, wearing my sweatpants. She's like, no, you can't do that. Not the grape sweatpants. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> There's no whack of worse sweatpants out in public. I can't. No, I, I, I can't. Tell you, man, I, I do all the time. I got them on now. No, as soon as my wife told me that, and I looked down, I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I can't be doing all that at work. I got to be professional. I'm a manager. I can't be going out there. Like, sweatpants all out, man. People see my talent. I can't be doing all that. So I, I understand what she's saying. But when I see my wife out in a sundress, that's why I get very like um, protective, and I get very uh, obsessive, and damn near like I claim ownership to my wife. I'm like, hey, don't wear that, don't wear that. Where you going? You going to work? <laughs> like, are you sure you going to work? Because why are you going to work dressed like that, woman? Like, change your outfit. I've done that a few times. So I'm like, uh, no, you look a little bit too good. Well, I, need, I need you to ugly it up just a little bit more. If you're gonna be going out in public, there's some savages out here. And you know, you got your ring on. You got your ring. Is it is it buffed out? Is it shining real well? Like I, I be I be getting a little bit insecure sometimes because you know I I married a beautiful woman. I'm proud of it, but mm-hmm. I don't like to 
I don't like to advertise that, you know, just get the sundress out when I'm around, you know, so I can hold your hand so everybody can see what I got going for me. So, yeah, I like to walk around with my trophy, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, wrong I think you need to learn to appreciate that as long as some dude doesn't get outrageous with it. Yeah. And I'm not I'm, I'm a respectful gentleman, too. I, I don't want another guy to see me staring at his girl. But. To me, that's somewhat of a compliment. Yeah, it is when, a compliment. When I see it is a, guy a very high compliment. You got to do a double take on your girl. Yeah, you don't want no dude to be like, ugh. You know, you don't want nobody doing that with your yeah, girl. Then yeah. you can look at her like, ah, shit. I think only one time in my life, I've actually, uh, it was a friend of mine, and I saw his girl because I never met his girl. I was like, I liked him. I was like, that's your girl? <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked up to him. I, sh- I shook his hand. I was like, man, good for you. <laughs> man, you definitely outkicked the coverage on that one, man. Yeah. I don't know how you pulled that one off. I was like, all right, man, good for you. <laughs> And, yep. I, and I told her, I was like, you are way too good for him. Like, you are way too That's good for him. Yeah. That's real messed She's up. She's like, oh, I know. I was like, all right, don't don't you ever break his heart. Like, this is this is like winning the lottery right now. I mean, it's like winning the lottery and losing the ticket. If y'all break up, man, just, just stay with him for a little while longer, okay? Don't break his oh, heart. I hope That's he's not listening to that shit. He's going to be pissed. He is going to be pissed. Hey, hey, it happens to the best of us. I was like, hey, whenever I see... It's kind of like saying, like, nice shoes. I'm like, oh, man, there's some dope shoes you got on, man. Like, seeing a girl, but hey, man, that's a fine girl you with. Like, <laughs> yeah. It should be normalized, man, because we ain't trying to get your woman. We're just trying to congratulate you. I want everybody to win. Everybody should walk around with some yeah. fine women. You know, sundress season, sweatpants spring, like, whatever happens in the fall happens. But, yeah, man, you should be, sh- you be, you should be proud to show off your uh, significant oh, yeah. other, man. Yeah. You should be absolutely happy. Agreed. Ryan? I know it's been a rough one for you. You don't want to show off nothing. You were like, hey, you just showing off like a. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, understandably, my side a chicks did not car. show like, up. Oh, this is what she did. <laughs> this side chicks. <laughs> God damn. Man, you are a savage out here in these streets, man. I don't know how you made it all this time. Oh, man. You're going to have to edit that out. They don't listen. Oh, okay. They don't want to be <laughs> plural side. Yeah. Side chicks. Oh, hell no. They don't listen. Tires going to be off your car when we get down there. Man, like, well, you, you living like a Nick Cannon lifestyle. You Definitely need to calm not. down. Oh, oh man, that's if, hilarious. Yeah, I'll be on the cover of Trojan by the end of the year. But <laughs> that's all. Yeah, I'm keeping it safe. I'm not starting dynasties out here. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, you're going to be a bunch of kids out there that know movies better than anybody else. That's going to be good. Now, do we have a binge-worthy? Because I don't have a binge-worthy this week. I've been focused on movies, so I'm going to have to tap out on this one. Y'all, one. Got a, y'all got one? I, um, only one I got is that I continue watching that Love and Death with Elizabeth Olsen. I've seen I, a couple episodes. I wasn't too impressed. Okay, so it actually gets better. Okay, because you, you, I think you said last week it was a, slurber, it a was slow, slow burn. burn. Yeah, but as yeah. soon as I saw that dude, like you said, he's just so unattractive. I, I know. Like how the hell? I they, can never yeah. believe Elizabeth Olsen, <laughs> as beautiful as she, she is, is yeah. would ever go for some dude that looks like. Like he uh, does, yeah. He looks like funny, a funny le- at least. He literally looks like uh, a Lego body. No, he does. He does. Lego yeah. body. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, he's not funny. No, he doesn't have any kind of uh, uh, charisma to him at all. He's just real plain. It's the seventy, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, because you described yeah. that episode like where like, she like uh, they was playing volleyball together. Yeah, and she yeah. like got a whiff of him. And she said like yeah. he had like a like a odor or some kind of a sex odor. You said yeah. it smelled like sex. That's yeah, what you said. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, for real? Like that's Is it. Is that like, all it takes now back in the this 70s? Dude, yeah. yeah, he looks like he's shaped like a laundry basket. Right. Like an overstuffed <laughs> laundry bag that you take to the washer and then you take that out. And it's like yeah. that's literally like his body. It's yeah. like it's like Play-Doh body, but yeah. you think that is 
like attractive? Is that what the? I'm you got to be kinda, funny if you pull a hot girl. He's like, not funny because, in the show, and I least. like what they're doing. They're normalizing like like dudes having like average bodies. Mm-hmm. They ain't all there looking like Chris Hemsworth, like right. abs on abs. But this is like an average body dude that can get a beautiful but like that. It does gives us like us uh, average body dudes out there yeah, hope right. that we can yeah. go out there and get a beautiful woman like that, but that ain't realistic to me. Well, like, women, necessarily. women will fall for us for different reasons. They don't, we're, they're not as, uh, you know, like, like we are visual. I mean, they are, cause we are very vain, vain. for the most yeah, part. Yeah. They're not as like, yeah, women can like you for your personality and all oh, there's some different things that I found that out growing up. It's not just how you look, it's how you act. You could be a nice looking guy to them, but if you come over there saying stupid shit, they're like, oh no, you know what I mean? You could be fine as hell, and you still say stupid shit to me. I'm like, well, I can get past that. You know, and, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good point, Sean. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, fuck, but. like, like Sean Ryan. Are y'all still at that point where y'all very vain about what y'all pick on a woman, no, or do y'all no. gravitate towards the personality now? The personality. I, I've always been matter. that personality, yeah, actually. Yeah. I, my pervertiness is uh, right. Never changed. I yeah, can I, find something. You know, I mean, I'm sure if I really look hard enough, you could find beauty in everybody, but. We all know that the looks do matter, but as I got older, I started to say, okay, what else is there other than because it can't just be about looks forever, right? You can't just be like, oh, yeah, because that's very surface and eventually, like, looks, unless you Halle Berry, is is eventually going to go away. Right. Even for the most part, even people get tired of Halle Berry. Like, my dad told me, I remember we saw a fine girl one time at the mall, and he was like, look, man, she's good looking, huh? He's like, Take it like this. There's somebody who's tired of her shit right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, and bet, I, and I no believe No matter it. who, how fine you are, there's somebody I like, I never oh. thought about that. Really. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you just accept Halle Berry. Like, this is just how she is. Yeah, she stays right, like this right. forever. But David Justice, all these guys she just ran through, they're probably like, oh, my God, not her again calling and coming over. And, and that's what up. I always yeah. thought about when a, fam- a fine woman can't keep a man. It's like, she must be crazy as hell or <laughs> something. Or, or maybe she just works so much and they never get to see her or something like that. But I was like, right. man, it's Halle Berry. Because you always think of her as like a trophy. That what somebody- we see, but you don't know how she is at home. You know, you don't know exactly. Like, and when you are a celebrity, now David Justice wasn't a big celebrity; he was a baseball player. But when you have options, you don't have to deal with Holly Berry shit all the time, which you should. Which she's so fine, but we don't know what he knew. You know, what I mean, maybe she was crazy. Maybe she was. Always clingy. It was something that she did too. You know, what I mean? you got to so, look at the female side of things yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I'm sure that you it know the even you don't got to be Holly Berry if you're fine. You can be living in a box downtown without your. Yeah. You ha- you have way more options than I got. Right, and right. I got a, a, fi- a fine a girl, fine girl yeah, will yeah. always have a place to eat. Right, and sleep if she really wants to. And hell yeah, we I get flirted with maybe two or three times a month on average. Maybe um, this fine girls they get flirted with three or four times a day. Right, they have so many guys coming at them because there's more. You know, if you're on like a a dating app. The women are sought out on a dating app. Yes. You know what I mean? You're you're just a dime of dozen. You're nothing special. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Not to say nothing against anybody, but I'm just saying, like, guys just come at them all day, all day. All, all day, day. So in this day. show, Elizabeth Olsen, I don't think it's so much this guy, just that she could with this guy. Maybe it was his status. You know what I mean? And she was bored and had a hard time with her husband. Anything she probably ran into that she found somewhat interesting, she probably would have went for but in the third or fourth episode, it got a little bit better uh, as far as, like, you, you see a little more action now. You see what's going on in Elizabeth Olsen's mind. 
and why she did what she did and what she's what she's going on in her head. So it got a little bit better in uh, episode four for sure. So okay, yeah. so that's the only I, thing I watched as far as maybe I'll go back to it. But I thought like the first episode was mm-hmm. kind of like uh, it's like, a slow burn. All three, the first three, yeah, because WandaVision yeah. was a slow burn. Yeah, I was saying yes, about that. Yeah. I was like, I had to muscle through it, but I was like, come on, man! Like Elizabeth Olsen is such a great actress. I don't want to muscle through anything with her because I I do love her as an actress. Mm-hmm. And the dude, he's not like a bad actor, but it's just like those two together for me, it just it didn't make sense at yeah. all. Yeah. Like I just, it almost felt like kind of predatory that what she was doing to him, kind of like a fatal attraction kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like she was really baiting him in. I was like, man, this dude is really, really out, out kicking his coverage on this one. There's no way in hell this and, will ever work in Hollywood, much less in this small town right. that they they are literally living in. And then eventually, the dude, like he starts to deny her pinochle. Yeah, and, I and, saw that. I was and, like, Woo! and that makes her more attracted to him. And I and I was talking about that at work with a guy today. It was like he was telling me about some girls he's trying to talk to, and I was like. He said, should I tell her that I got options? I was like, yeah, but mm-mm, don't be mm-mm. too. You don't have to tell her, but he, he, you could say like, hey, I'm not looking for something serious. You don't have to say it in that way. You could be a little more discreet with it. But he was like, well, then she's going to know I got other girls. I was like, yeah, but sometimes it's not bad, though, for women. If in, the, in, the, in the approach process, in the, in the first couple meetings, yes, it's not bad. Because if women think you all about them sometimes, they can get a little overwhelmed with that. But if they know you got other options... They'll, they'll be competitive sometimes. Like, oh, damn, then this guy talking to other girls. He's not going to always be about me. That sometimes is attractive. So, I, I kind of go with my own personality. And yeah. when I hear somebody gloating that much to me, that's a huge turn Not off. a gloat. I mean, you could say, like, hey, I got options. You could say, like, you're not the only girl. Or they, they'll tell but that's, you. that's a fighting thing to say. Like, no, bitch, not. I got options. I don't need to listen to this shit. No, that's you not, the not for me. Like, you, could, you could say it in a nice way, like, hey, there's other girls. They, they'll know. Most people know that there's, you're, obviously you're not just talking to them. You know what I mean? If they saw you in a dating site. In the, site, in the, in the in initial a, dating Yeah, phase, yeah. So yes. that's what he's saying. Like, should I say, you know, um, I have other options? I'm like, no, don't be that uh, out and personal with it. Just say, yeah, you know, don't you, say yeah, that. Like, don't, don't say, say that. that. But you can make, you can lead on that you're not the only girl I'm talking to. And he, I, he was like, yeah, you know, that wouldn't be a bad idea because I don't want her to be like overwhelmed with me. I'm like, yeah, that's good. You don't want her to think that she's the only thing that you're focused on. You know what I mean? Like women want to know, like, like Patrice O'Neill <laughs> put it in his comic special, like. You want to fish when you fish. Exactly. You, you want to you want to catch it. You show yeah, it to your, your friends. friends and you throw it back. You know what I mean? And then you don't. But those girls are fish that jump back on the boat that you end up with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, you gonna be fishing here again? It's like, yeah, for other fish. <laughs> you know then I mean? you get with him. It's like, why you still got a boat? Because <laughs> <laughs> if I don't go fishing, then I lose my ability to fish. Then you won't like me no more because I can't fish no more. Exactly. See what I'm saying? So, and that's in some ways, some women are like that. If you, they think that they got you figured out, or they think they got you around their finger, they lose a little bit of attraction. That's how my experience has been. Yeah, because they, as long as they have the power, they'll yeah. they'll be attracted as much as they want to. And I will, yeah, mind if I give like some inside baseball yeah. to women. Because you know we guys we like to give like little hints because you gave like a nice little tip for uh, for the guys last week on like how to fix stuff when women don't know you yeah fix yeah stuff. yeah that 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 was a brilliant one because I, <laughs> I I found a switch on my furnace I was like <laughs> as soon as I feel like manning up I was like oh man I'm, I'm in there <laughs> no but but women if y'all need a hint on when you know a man is not interested like when you're in the dating phase like the day that comes around where he no longer texts good morning to you he's moved on. Right. That's my hint. Right. As soon as he doesn't show any interest in your day anymore, 
where he only texts you at night and not like good morning, like have you have you eaten a day or whatever, like y'all you want to get lunch or something like that. So once you pass that phase, he's moved on. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know that you're no longer option number one. If he's not thinking about you in the morning, you lost him. Right. So good point. Very yeah. very accurate, and, ladies. And, uh, Listen and, to this man. Yeah, in so many ways. Yeah, but especially if he, if you say good morning, he don't say say it back till four o'clock. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's a good afternoon <laughs> yeah, yeah. or a good evening. Yeah, because now it's uh, closer to prime pinochle time. Uh, he don't even want to talk to you for those reasons. You know, what I mean, so, um, yeah, if, if you if you can't get him to say good morning or you can't get him to engage in a conversation, then, you know, um, and especially in the morning, like you said, it's no good, you know, so. Boy, yeah. I, I, I'm sure you guys experience that in your dating days as well. Oh, yeah. When you're used to getting those texts from a girl and two days go past a. Where did I mess up at? Where, right, right. Where did I mess up? Yeah. Text, you usually text me around 1 o'clock to yeah. see how I'm doing. <laughs> well, you don't it, see it that goes no both more. Ways. It, it does go both ways. Uh, yeah, that's true. I believe that, too. Yeah, for sure. Or you don't get a call, or they don't text you, or it take a whole two days to text back, or he just leave you on red. Yeah, you're done. And, but girls do that, too. Though. They don't do that to you, too. So, yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it's a vicious game out it there. Is. I am so glad about that game. Now, if I don't Yeah, you them, should be. It's hell. Yeah. You're not missing a damn thing. Uh, I swear, I'm at the point right now. My text, my texts go to my wife, and she'll text me back within like five minutes. I'm like, I know she saw her phone. <laughs> like, I'm paying the bill on this phone. Right. She better text right. me back. Like, babe, can you take? Can you say hello? <laughs> like, you all right? I'm, yeah. I'm making sure that you all right. Because you know, it's just one of those things, man. I, maybe I'm just being a little bit too possessive of, of my woman, but I'm, sorry. I, I, I like it to be that way. And that being said, like, you know, we got our uh, 13-year anniversary tomorrow. Oh, Whoa. Man. 13 years, man? God, Thir- damn. 13 years. I know, man. We've been together for a minute, and that's just married. That's damn. good stuff. Yeah. That's, being together together. That's like, worth celebrating. So you know the ins and outs at this point. That's oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. I've been in the trenches. I, I've been in and out. I've definitely <laughs> been in my doghouse every once in a while. She's been in my doghouse every once in a while. So, yeah, we... We know how to interact with one another. We now we at that point where like, hey, like we had all these conversations. Like, we need to have like a brand new conversation on some stuff because I I think I know you well enough. I know what you're thinking for the most part. Like, we gotta we gotta spice this up or yeah, something. I got yeah. we gotta think about something. We gotta start taking trips because now we get to tri- take trips without the kids. That's a right. beautiful thing. And right? They there. don't even want to go. Probably you know. So. Oh no, no, my kids like they love to stay home. They really do have my DNA. Mm-hmm. Like for real, they rather be at the house just watching TV or just playing games. The other one, he likes to work out. So, yeah, we definitely got to have, like, a nice little a little trip to ourselves, a nice little cruise or something like that, because you did make that sound enticing last time you went on a cruise. I was like, man, I ain't been on one in a while. I, yeah. need, I need to go out there. And my uh, supervisor at work, he was like, yeah, my wife won a trip to Vegas for two people. We're going next Thursday. Never been. What do you think I should do? And I'm just telling him, he, he know I had been oh, a few yeah. times. You tell him all the casinos you've been to? I told him everywhere to, to go. And he was like, oh, man, we're staying at the Flamingo. What do you think about that? I was like, that's one of the older ones, but it'll work. You know, you're right there on the strip. All of them are nice. For You can find something nice in almost all those hotels and resorts. And it was just, I was kind of envious. Like, damn, I wish somebody went a trip to Vegas. How the hell did that happen? Like, damn, we can't even go to Indianapolis. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shit, man, in Vegas, that's dope. And he was all excited. He was like, yeah, I can't believe we're, we're flying down there next Thursday night for three days. Can't wait. And I was like, ah, oh, that's so well, dope. Congratulations but, to him. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's but that's I am good. going to California, so I couldn't, I wasn't too in. Oh, yeah, you got the wedding coming up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the 24th. I leave this next week, but the week after that, yes. Man. Yeah, that that's, came that's real quick. exciting. Came quick. I was, we just planning this shit in January. That shit came quick. So, yeah. Yeah, Ryan, you got a binge worthy this week? Yeah, there's a show I want to talk about. And uh, this was just a one season miniseries, six one hour long episodes. Myself, 
a lot of fans and definitely a lot of critics feel this is one of the best TV shows of all time. Came out 23 years ago. And this is the HBO miniseries, The Corner. Written Oh, wait, I remember that, that show. show. It was absolutely incredible. Written by the same writers of The Wire, David Simon and Ed Burns. One of them was a journalist in Baltimore. One of them was a homicide detective. And between The Corner and The Wire, those two teaming up have created two of the best TV shows of all time. I don't remember Charles S. Dutton being a part of The Corner. Like, he was like a narrator or a producer or something He was like the that. director of all six episodes. Okay, that's where I remember him. Because yeah. I remember him never uh, <laughs> doing some uh, kind of talking at the end of one of those episodes. And I was like, damn, I didn't know he was a part of this show. But I do remember that show because they had, like, the one guy from um, The Wood who played that like, the younger version of uh, Mike, uh, not Mike Epps, but uh, Omar Epps in The Wood. Remember that young yeah, guy? Yeah, he had he had dreads in this in the show. He, I remember he had dreads in it. Halfway through, he started cutting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cut his dreads off. I was like, I remember that was a really, really good show. It was I thought, incredible. Acting supreme in this show, for sure. It was really good. Uh, yeah, I was going through my book collection trying to find all the stuff I wanted to catch up on ever read. But this is the one that, this was a, a Christmas gift uh, I got either from my brother or sister because we were big fans of the show and they bought me the book for Christmas one year. And I tore through that book in a weekend. I, I highly recommend reading the book as well just for anybody that needs a good read about. You, you lost the- me at book. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't read a book since <laughs> high school. Man. It's, it, uh, it most, I don't, most of the books I read are nonfiction and me trying to actually write fiction. I need to read more fiction books myself but um yeah most of the stuff i do read is just history and all that uh, vietnam war world war ii stuff illuminati crap but this was a great non-fiction book because yeah you're you're seeing one of the one of the most crime-ridden drug-riddled cities of all time uh in its heyday when it was really booming because Baltimore is so close to New York that it just trickles in. It's kind of like how New Jersey has is, deals with the crime and drugs because it's so close to New York. It's just a haven for people trying to make money in the drug business. And the heroin problem in Baltimore was on a different level in the 90s and 2000s. And this is based on a true story uh, about a family that actually had a good middle-class life until they, the mother and father got hooked on heroin. And the show chronicles them surviving in poverty, just living every day to support their habit, and their teenage son doing every can, everything he can not to mimic their same mistakes, as, as well as not falling victim to the streets, because the streets are pretty much calling him to come to it. Uh, that's We all heard the phrase, the, the corner, yeah, uh, corner boy. And, uh, yeah, he's at the age you're supposed to jump off the porch and go out there on your own. And, yeah, he's getting pushed into the drug dealing game. But it's 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 really good stuff. Uh, special shout-out to one of the best acting performances of all time, actress Candy Alexander, who plays your um, that teenager's mother, Fran. Um, one, that's one of the best lead actress performances of all time. Their dad... They're they're pretty much split up because their addiction drove them. That TK Carter does a great job as dad Gary, and your boy from the wood, actor Sean Nelson. I think his character's name was DeAndre on that show. Uh, absolute masterpiece. I was somewhat inspired just because of this uh, writer strike. 
I'll start thinking about how the uh, Disney model is going with these uh, mini series, and I, I, I knew this this writer strike is going to kind of hurt hurt that section of their empire the most. And a lot of these, um, I, I, I'm still of the opinion that a lot of these mini series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Obi Wan, Loki, One Division. I really feel all all those would have benefited more just being a movie, a two two hour movie. You could have trimmed a lot of that. It didn't need to be a mini series. The corner, on the other hand, is on a whole different category. It didn't overstay its welcome. It didn't need a season two. Everything that needed to be covered was handled in six episodes, and it's an absolute masterpiece. Uh, there's a reason why HBO was considered to be the top of the mountain when it comes to television series. The corner's the one of them. Uh, surprisingly, not on HBO Max right now when I did my research, but you can check it out on Apple TV and AMC+. Plus. The corner from 2000. Uh, you owe it to yourself if you like good TV and movies to watch this show. That is a great, great pick. I damn near forgot about that show. I remember I watched it you know, in real time when it actually came on. I remember watching it thinking like, damn, this is... This is incredible. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is brilliant acting right here because I, I don't know if I've ever seen that gentleman that you said, um, what was his name? The one guy, the lead, um, the son that had the dreads and they had him cut off. What was his name? DeAndre was his character name. Sean Nelson was the, is the actor's name. I had high hopes for him. He was like one of those black uh, young actors that I thought was going to be more kind of like the one uh, young man that played on Soul Food. Yeah. Kind of like, well, where are they now kind of thing. Exactly. I, I had high hopes for him because I thought he was a, actually a really funny, Agreed. talented actor. And I, I wanted him to see in more stuff. And as soon as I saw him in the corner, I was like, I thought that was the start of like his career. Because as soon as you saw that, I was like, okay, he might be one of those young actors that actually has like a like a pretty good living and has sort of like a, a good legacy going for him. Maybe he starts doing stuff like this. But for whatever reason, it is. It never took off, and I always regretted it was like being like a fan of his because I wanted him to do more, and he showed that he had the chops to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate that he didn't get another opportunity, or maybe he didn't want another. It's weird. Opportunity. He's such a likable guy. He's such a likable actor. That's very strange. He didn't get more opportunities. You know, but you know, wherever he is right now, I just want to say thank you. You you gave me some great memories at the very least, and that that's how you wanted your Hollywood story to end. You know, it's you know it's your book. You know, you write it however you want to. So uh, I'll just say thank choose you. you up and spit you out. Yeah, you're lucky to. To work in the industry for ten years, yeah. But as long as you, if you have like one, maybe two good roles, like that's more that can be said for most people that never had a chance to show what they had. So true. At the very least, he showed what he had, and I was grateful that I was here to watch all that stuff. So, all right, thank you for that one. Thank you for that one, Brian. I appreciate that one. I almost forgot about that show. Now let's get to new releases. Now before we get to Guardians, y'all mind if I sell something on the, this episode right here? Because you two, let's do it. Brought up. This uh, movie, and you two had completely different opinions on this movie. You really got my attention now. One of you gave this one high praise and gave it one of the higher scores that I heard on the show so far. And the other one gave it like one of the lowest praise that I've ever heard about a movie. And y'all thought it was like like one of the biggest like like crocs of shit that you've ever seen. You like This doesn't have a certain uh, Idris Elba in it, does it? Yes, it does. Uh-oh. A certain guy who plays a CGI monkey in a trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> is this the movie you're about to talk about? No, it is Luther. Uh, yeah, I knew it. The Fallen Son. Please. Yes, I'm so glad you sat down and watched <laughs> I can't wait to hear your opinion on this. Now, I watched it. I was uninterrupted. 
I had a, t- a chance to digest everything that I watched, taking it all in, take everything into account that both of you said about this movie. And I have to say, Ryan, you're bugging. That movie was pretty good. I enjoyed oh. it. I enjoyed it. Now, let me get to my gripes first. <laughs> my gripes. For one, I, th- I don't know which one of you said this, but I wasn't totally in love with how they introduced Andy Serkis' character as like the the serial killer so early. I thought that part was a little bit of a mistake. I thought they introduced him a little bit too early. Like the reveal of him was a little bit too early. Mm. But as the movie carried on, I kind of understood why they did that. But then again, I just thought, I wouldn't have done it just like that. That felt like a little bit of a mistake. You could have like at least kind of like kept us in the dark on that one. Just a little bit longer. That way the reveal feels more impactful to me as a, as a viewer. Exactly. I honestly expected more since that reveal yeah. happened so early. I expected the payoff to be something surprising, more impactful, which I never got. Exactly. So that part, I thought that part was a mistake. But I do kind of understand why they did that because at, at some point it kind of doesn't matter like the reveal of it because one way or another like he was going to do what he was going to do no matter what now him as an actual serial killer actually thought he did pretty good aside from that horrible ass tyler perry style wig that they put him in oh <laughs> it looked like God. i thought that well, he had like lego hair <laughs> tyler perry. i was like why do you got his why got lego hair on him right now man this looks terrible it, it was right ridiculous now. It was like a blown out. He like he had a perm. I don't know yeah. what he had, but it was looked, it literally looked like it was so damn goofy. Like it was like a CGI character, kind of like <laughs> kind of like hair, like the the Lorax or something like that. Or like like, like what is this Doctor Seuss Lego hair? This dude got on. It, it was really bothering me after a while. Where I couldn't even focus on his actual performance. I was focused on his hair, but the, neither here nor there. Aside from that, as a serial killer, I thought his character itself. I thought it was pretty good. It was very solid. Now, I have no idea who Luther is because I know this is based off a TV show yeah. that they're yeah. carrying this over from. Now, Idris Elba as Luther, I loved him as Luther. He was a great detective. Now, how he got set up that that well at the beginning of the movie was kind of like, damn, that was way too easy for Andy Serkis to get him set up. But apparently, yeah. if I kind of I piece together exactly what kind of background he has before this movie came out, he seems like he's like one of those detectives that he uh, he's a very good detective, but he's not afraid to go outside the line, yeah. so to speak, to, and actually like if he get got, like his a job shortcut done. or anything by any a means. Shortcut, yeah, like yeah, he'll yeah. do something dirty, something questionable, like obviously something that will get him like arrested. I understand like that kind of thing because so many times we've seen like the rogue cop that you know goes to the edge or goes outside the lines of like what his job entails in order to get like his his version of justice. I was like, okay, I can kind of deal with that because so many other times we let that kind of happen with other cops in other movies. So I'm like, the fact that he got caught in it, it was like, ugh, like you know, that kind of sucks, but I kind of see where they're going with the movie. I feel like overall, this was probably maybe like a 3.7, 3.8 out of 5 for me. I thought it was higher than average, much higher than average because I actually am very skeptical of Netflix movies because for the most part, mm-hmm. they bet like a very low average with me with their their original movies but the fact that they got this one pretty damn good i thought it was actually pretty solid i actually really enjoyed watching this movie it did feel really long yeah when i look back at the time i was like damn they could have shaved this down like maybe 30 minutes this had to be like no two and a half or even two like hours 15 minutes this could have been like an hour 45 solid and i probably would have got the same result as i would if they extended a little bit more i thought the end was pretty good 
Like there were some parts that were really dragging, but overall, I say this was actually a pretty solid movie. So, Ryan, I think maybe maybe you were just in a bad mood when you saw it. <laughs> I have no idea, but I thought this was actually pretty solid. So, I, 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 just to break up the tie, I thought yeah. I thought Sean got this one right. This this movie was actually pretty solid. I thought it was pretty good. No, that's 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 surprising. Um, and I, no, there's no denying your mood and what's happened that day or week can affect your initial movie going experience or expectations or expectations. Absolutely. But I will say just for comparison's sake, Idris Elba is one of my favorite actors. Mine as well. Yeah. Andy Serkis is one of my favorite. I I really feel that even when he's outside of a CGI character, he is extremely underrated. And that's that's what I liked about him is that we didn't, he wasn't the, you know, Caesar or he wasn't Gollum from Lord of Rings. But he wasn't playing that. We saw him play. We saw him in, in uh Black Panther when he really Black Panther. He wasn't was awesome in yeah, Black but he Panther. He was just a psych he was just a sidekick to Killmonger I'll, though. You know what I mean? Like he was, I will take his Black pa- pa- Black Panther character. I'll even take his side character in that Peter Jackson King Kong movie that had Naomi Watts in it. I remember he was a character in that. He was had that big cigar I, and whatnot. I totally forgot he was in a he's he's an underrated actor when he's outside of makeup CGI. And by the way, I thought he played a good Alfred. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I hope to see more of that actually. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yes. He was absolutely a great great casting. I, I, I always want more Andy Circus. But just for comparison's sake, Luther was a show I was always looking forward to watching cuz I thought I would like it a lot and I end up seeing the movie before I actually watch the TV show. Me a, too. A, yeah. a, a similar situation happened with the TV show was getting a lot of hype called Firefly back in the day. I happened to watch the movie Serenity before I actually sat down and watched the Firefly episode. And Serenity absolutely blew me away. Blew me away. I, I was like, okay, I, I see I can see what the hype is. I love these characters. I bet you this TV show is really good. Um I I still want to see the show and even just listening to Tommy give that description of Idris Elba's uh, Luther character, that he's somebody who would go outside of the law and, and bend the lines of legality to give his version of justice. Uh, yeah, you got me sold right there. That's a TV show I want to see more of. But if it make a movie version, I should expect to see the best of what that show has to offer. I think, uh, you, I think we were meant to see the show. First, I I did not. That way, we could have more background on him. But even not watching the show, I still still feel like I got more than enough information. If if you're completely blind to the show, you just watch this. It still works the same way that if you watch Serenity without watching Firefly, that movie still works on its own, which is a very hard task to pull off to have somebody going blind on a movie that actually has background to it with a TV show. Yeah. It's not the easiest thing in the world. So the fact that they can make something like that work, me going in blind, it made me think, I just want to go back and watch like some other stuff. Yeah. Like go back and watch Luther because I hear Luther is actually pretty damn good. So maybe for what it, it was trying to do, it worked. It brought in a bunch of people from the, from the general public that know nothing about Luther. And maybe they just got bought in on Idris Elba's name. That's an actually a pretty good thing to say that somebody's name can actually pull in a crowd blind when it already has background to that character. And they just want to watch the movie version of it. If for me, it worked because I didn't know a damn thing about Luther, but I know I love Idris Elba. And, and I just watching this, yeah, yeah. just watching this movie blind, I thought it was a really good movie. And I think they should probably do that 
a little bit more. So that that's my stance on it. Maybe <coughs> I was just going in blind. I had no expectations because between his review and your review, I kind of got stuck in the middle. I was like, Ugh. like usually Ryan is pretty right about stuff like this. We're usually on the same page, but I was like, nah, Ryan was bugging on this one. This is actually pretty damn solid. So yeah, just break up the tie. I thought Sean had it right. I thought this was actually pretty good. I think his praise was a little bit higher than mine, but overall. I really enjoyed this movie. And I think everybody should go out and watch uh, Luther uh, the, for, the Fallen. For so. sure, and I was blind too. I didn't. I knew about the show, and I didn't. I don't know why I never watched the show at all. So, but I, I just going in blind, like you said, I was like, man, this is this is pretty good, man. I'm enjoying this. Oh, and, and what so, uh, what what do y'all said at the end? I do believe that was MI6 recruiting him. MI6? Is, it felt like yeah. MI6. That well, is what it felt like. Or James, what's James Bond's team name? MI6. Okay, MI6. MI6. Okay, okay. That's what I, that's what my brother told me, and I was completely lost. And we were, we had went, we walked and went and saw John Wick. We were talking amongst, going into John Wick, and he was asking me what I thought about Luther. He said, what do you think about the James Bond stuff? I'm like, what James Bond shit? I ain't seen no James Bond in there. He said, remember the guys pulled up at the end? And I was like, what? That was That's what that was supposed to be? I didn't, yeah, I didn't. it definitely felt like some yeah. kind of secret society, yeah. like some Kingsman kind of shit. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Like we've been, we've been having an eye on you or something like that. Like a uh, chief would like to talk to you. I was like, really? Yeah. Like interesting because it did feel, it had like this little secret society MI6 kind of vibe to it. So if that was the case, I thought that was, that's very bold. To do something like that because we've all been hearing this story about like him being in the running to be the next James Bond. So they kind of kind of gave us a hint at that in this one. It was kind of like he should be. He should be. He should be. Absolutely. They should have already been planning for that as soon as Daniel Craig starts saying he wanted out. Uh, and very rarely does the perfect casting choice happen like that. I do think Idris Elba would be the perfect James Bond. Absolutely. I still think they can pull it off just because I think there's a angle they really haven't touched on with the older James Bond. It's I, I don't, we don't need a, a 25 to 30 year old. We don't need a super younger generation. James Bond is supposed to be a grown adult who can handle himself in all, any kind of situation who has a lot of experience behind him. Uh, when he gets that 007 tag, when he gets that license to kill, it's because he's earned that. So like, we don't need a 20 year old, we primarily been getting the mid thirties, early forties James Bond when they're introduced. I do think there is a if they decide to go that route, I do think you can go the older James Bond route with Idris Elba. And it kind of felt a little bit that's one of the parts I did not like because I got the same I, I don't think I even touched on that in my review. I I got that same hint that that was in my six recruiting at the end and it felt a little bit too unknown. I was like, okay, they pretty much already came out and said, You're not going to be James Bond, so let us do it. It didn't entirely work for me, nor did the that last thirty minutes when it turned into uh, pretty much saw the in a in a Luther movie. Uh, he's tied up, he's making his friends stab him, and we got an audience watching on top of that. Uh, that was one of the most unexciting endings to a to a mystery thriller that I've seen in recent times, especially a movie with Andy Serkis and Idris Elba in it. We got to go back to Saw Three for the ending. I didn't. I didn't want to see that. I, I, it was disappointing. The motivation with Andy Circus, the the being it being too meta. Oh, we're gonna live stream on the dark web, and I'm gonna be the host. And it it, it didn't totally work for me. Like I said, it wasn't bad, but I wanted to like it way more than I did. So I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it more than I did. I will say that I am glad you enjoyed it more than I did. Y'all yeah, mind if I throw y'all a curveball? Sure. This is this is going to feel like a random question, but something one of y'all said kind of triggered it. 
So if y'all don't come up with an answer, totally fine. But what do y'all think is the greatest casting in the cinema history? Like for a certain character? For, like what for, character? For one character, what do you think was the Dang. best casting? Because I have my answer. I never even thought about that. That's mm. a great question. Now, my answer, just to kind of keep this ball rolling, I thought Robin Williams playing the genie in Aladdin. Oh, my, my God. Was the now greatest that's going to be hard to top. Uh, y'all not gonna, you know what I'm going to go with. Go You're going to go with Wesley Snipes' Blade? Blade. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. I, I don't blame one. you. Yeah, because yeah, he's Blade to me. I don't care what Mahershala Ali does. It's always going to be Wesley Snipes' Blade. He was perfect. He was perfect for that. He was made to be Blade. He was born to play that character to me. You guys got some good picks. Yeah. You guys got some good picks. Um, Top of my head, I'll say Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. I, I really thought that was That's, that's a pretty good one. I, that is a pretty good I one. I don't ever want to see him recast. And, I, and I, to a certain extent, I don't want to see him recast as Han Solo. Oh, I was just about to say, I thought you was going to say Han Solo yeah, or Indiana Jones. I, I thought perfect casting for both, actually. Um and I thought a very close second for me was going to be uh, James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Oh, right. Did yeah. you see because what they you originally Because you can't had? do any better yeah. than that. Did you hear, like, this, I know maybe you let me borrow it, Ryan, but you, do you, do you uh, ever see, like, the uncut when they were making Star Wars and they actually had a guy play the voice of Darth Vader before? I've never James? seen that before. It sounded horrible. It was not even close. It was like a normal guy talking as Darth Vader. And oh, he, yeah. That's, yeah, a whole, yeah, that's yeah. all three it original is? trilogy okay, movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a guy by the name of David Prowse, some big-ass, <laughs> tall, six-foot-seven yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they knew they were going to do um, somebody else for the voice while they were shooting it. But, yeah, this guy's like six-foot-seven or eight, and him walking in in a black suit, it, it looked good. But his voice just didn't match the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's actually what an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he feels he should have got a lot of residuals. The guy in that Darth Vader suit in the original trilogy is hates George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, this this dude probably made twenty thousand dollars playing playing Darth. Wow. The guy in that Darth Vader suit got paid under fifty thousand dollars for all three movies. And all James Earl Jones had to do was the voice. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, we're, we're not like gonna remember that suit. damn suit. We're gonna no. remember that damn voice. Right. Very true. Very true. Yeah, that's synonymous. It goes hand in hand. You think of Darth Vader, you think of James Earl Jones. For me. I'm about to say, Sean, your answer didn't surprise me at all. If you said anything else, I would have been like, really? You don't want to change your answer? Uh, yeah. It's the first thing that popped in my head. Like, man, what's this nice? was a great belief. So, uh, you guys your answer are, made a lot of sense, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys. Now, picked. Indiana Jones wasn't a character that we knew about, though, right? Like, you He's just, an original it, character. You, something There's that, no comic book. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, some of these people... Blade was a, uh, a, comic a comic book, book character, right. so people knew about him before yeah. Wesley Snipes. Right. Han Solo um, and Indiana Jones yeah. were, were all original characters. Yeah. By, created and, by and George coinc- Lucas. And coincidentally, all of our characters that we picked, they all tried to recast at some point. Yeah, they yeah. won't match the original they one. They can't. True. Because Will Smith, God bless his soul, he, he attempted to redo Genie. And he did pretty he solid did as far as like the live action yeah. version. I thought he did pretty good, but it just wasn't. We're always looking back at Robin Williams in the original one because you can never top that one. No matter what you do, that character is going to forever belong to Robin Williams. The same way as Han Solo is going to always belong to Harrison Ford, just like Indiana Jones is always going to belong to Harrison Ford because they tried to do that that carryover where he tried to get Shia LaBeouf to be in like the last one. It was like, no, nah, this don't feel right. Yeah, I'm going to take this hat in. Yeah. <laughs> right, you all. know, like, man, get, let go of my hat, man. Put my shit down. Don't touch my whip. Don't touch my satchel. <laughs> Leave all that to me. I got all that. And the same thing with Blade. Even though I am a really big Mahershala Ali fan, and we all can agree that he's a very talented actor, 
there's no way in hell we're not going to look at that movie and not think about Wesley Snipes and his yeah. opening scene in Blade, Blade in that club. Yeah. Like, none of that stuff can be top. But the fact that they still try to do it the same way Heath Ledger did Joker, there were characters before him. But for him to come in after Jack Nicholson and all those other characters and take it and make it his own and kind of, like, take over that character, now everything that's Joker-related belongs to him. Well, you know, like, the bar was set with... Jack Nicholas is a Joker, right? I mean, everybody yeah. loved him. And that and was a pretty good bar. bar. That bar was pretty high, right? So Heath Ledger did overtake him. Possibly At that could. point, there yeah. was no comic book bar. Yeah. Until that Tim Burton. Right. The comic book movies weren't very popular. But the the fact that he, he did such a good job, like. Until oh, y'all don't even count like the Batman TV show, like Pow Bang. Like, well, like, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't really. But I, even that was a joke. It, yeah, yeah it, true, it was never true, looked at true, as high true. art. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, hold on. Now, because I'm. Mostly talking to Ryan. Do you also count like a uh, Mark Hamill? Yeah, his he's, voice he's acting a, for Joker. Yes, he counts as one of the Jokers. Yes, he absolutely counts. Okay, just just want to make sure absolutely. we're on the same page because, like I said, because Robin Williams' voice acting, I had to say Mark Hamill. Even though him as Luke Skywalker, I believe like his legacy casting that's going to keep him like relevant to me is him doing Joker. Absolutely, I, that's going to live on until the end of time. Because Absolutely. Luke Skywalker is is great, but that Joker is is yeah, it's so I and it doesn't sound like Mark Hamill, and I, I, I and that's a good. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was having trouble um, having a comparison. when We talk about Guardians of the Galaxy three without me know, knowing who who the cast is. Bradley Cooper does such a good job as Rock Raccoon. His voice is completely on. That's that does that's not a very, sound. That's a very good point. Yeah, he created a whole character with that voice. That's that's not Bradley Cooper we're hearing as Rocker Raccoon, unless you know who's in the movie. Nobody would guess the guy from The Hangover is playing the voice of yeah, Rocker Raccoon. Never and I, I think Robert Downey Jr. deserves to go on this list. He is, and I, I'm not even going to say and Chris Chris Evans. Chris, yeah, Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. Mark, as long as Kevin Feige is running that ship. You will not see those characters recasted. Now, Marvel's owned by Disney, just like Lucasfilm is owned by Disney. So, unfortunately, probably when all three of us are in our eighties, we're gonna get a new Iron Man, and because Disney loves that dollar bill, so we're, we're gonna get some more Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm not looking forward. It's to gonna that, happen. It, they're, they're, until until there's a box office flop, it took them to release that Han Solo. We realize, okay, maybe we shouldn't recast them. And that's another reason I want to talk about The Corner, because I really feel that Obi-Wan movie with Hugh McGregor and Hayden Christensen coming back as Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. There is a great two-hour and 15-minute Star Wars movie in that crap TV show with some proper chopping here or there. No little girl Princess Leia. Yeah, God, no. Um, I know how hard it is for black actresses, but her character was awful in there. The Darth Vader wannabe. There was a legendary two-hour and fifteen-minute movie in there, and I would have much rather them develop that as a spinoff as opposed to a Han Solo movie where we gotta we gotta see Han Solo actually make up his own name in some kind of transportation line. No, I want the most legendary characters of all time. You don't try to rewrite his story. I don't ever want to hear how we got his name, especially if it's gonna be that mediocre. Uh, well, they tried, they failed. It happens to the best of us. But yeah, that does lead us into our our last review of this week. And we want to cap it off with this. 
let's go over our review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, who wants to take lead on this one? Because I know I don't want to lead it off because I have to take in what y'all say first because I have some well, some good opinions and maybe a, a couple of harsh opinions, but I, I want to see what the room says I guess first. I'll go first. Um, very sentimental. I, this was... My my eye ducks were getting a little wet there uh, a couple of times. Oh, I got you, got you. Yeah, I, I could hear some sniffling in my role. Like, <clears throat> I could hear a couple of those, you know what I mean? Because uh, there was some very... That was me. I was, uh, I was sitting behind you. Yeah, you were behind me. <laughs> but you you didn't get there till two hours and ten minutes into the movie. Uh, as soon so as you, you showed up, man, <laughs> Guardians left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Like Scott, we were talking about with the Scott um, in the, earlier before the show. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed. Um, you know, I really like Gamora in this. I thought really? I liked her as not knowing. You know, being on the outside looking in because I thought she was fierce. She was really fierce. I liked her character a lot, and I liked Nebula as. As kind of like the leader to me, she felt like she was more of the leader in this. Did, am I wrong? Yeah, I, it kind of felt that yeah, way because yeah. Star Lord kind of took a backseat because he's right. still depressed over his girl being dead. Right, right. Um, I didn't. I where they went to um, that little planet where they had on the different colors, the what, fake Earth. That was that fake Earth. No, you're talking about, no, the, one you're the, about the one where he got onto that, that octopus thing or whatever. Looking thing. What was that? Like, what was that? Somebody's body? Like, what the hell was that? Where were they at when they went to? You that? know, when they actually met. Uh, Gamora, Gamora, and yeah, the yeah. rest of the Ravagers. Yeah, when they were trying to imitate that yeah. little, I don't know, I don't know what that was. It like they went to like some big ass octopus in the sky or something That's what like it that. Looks like, but who's it, it was kind of weird. Yeah, this happened at the beginning of the movie. No, you came for that part. It because... was like near the. It was near the beginning, like when Gamora finally showed up when they saw a Sylvester Stallone character, like the other Ravager, like the leader, or whatever. They were like trying to break in through the shield. They were trying to get into that little place to get some kind of. Oh, like, that was goofy as hell! It, and it, our boy from Firefly popped up in there, Nathan Fillion, who actually who actually was in like the the Suicide Squad. He was like the detachable kid, the dude that had the arms that that uh, flapped off. I forget. He was. Yes, he was. And plus, oh, you know, James Gunn put yeah. his girlfriend in there. She was like one of those little, uh, like the one chick that got shot in the leg. Oh yeah, like, yeah, one, yeah. I saw her because she's in like the Peacemaker uh, show, the Rat Catcher girl. No, not the rat catcher. The she was in. She's she in was in too, that. Right? She, she was the fine one, like the, the, the pretty one, eyes, like the pretty eyes. Remember, like the more had a gun to her. Head yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was two with the girl that they they slammed her head. Oh, on. Oh yeah, the, the, the chick that was in the yeah, red skin. Yeah, yeah. She was a rat catcher. Yes. Okay, rat catcher. Cool. Cool. Yeah, but I saw as soon as I saw James Gunn, a uh, girl in there, I was like, man, they just that James is good. He will keep her. his he, yeah, will, yeah, he will keep yeah. his girlfriend employed forever. Right. Yeah, she's. I know the wrong. Tim Burton does the same thing. Really great looking. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at it at all. But it was kind of like. Like, oh, okay. I see. Like once a director like likes a uh, like a character or an actor, they he kind of keeps them in like other movies because I'll get to it in my review. The dude that played like the the high evolutionary, mm-hmm. I really liked his character. I'm gonna get into that later. I but didn't though. I I, I, yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll get to my review, but I want to step on it. But I just thought I just thought that that was kind of that was yeah. interesting because like you said, you said Nebula felt like the leader. She and, did uh, to me. Um, and I saw why because what a raccoon, uh, raccoon, ro- rocket. You, you got it. You rocket got it. raccoon did for her. Like he made her arm a little more evolution. She was doing a lot of stuff with her arm. You know, what I mean, like yeah. he helped her give it some. And, and some I thought upgrades. for sure they were going to say something like that, being like Stark Tech or something. Like when they hung out on that ship after a uh, huh. Infinity War. But I was like, damn, what the hell kind of upgrade did she get to her arm? Like, yeah, that looks, dope. Yeah, yeah, it looks looks very like like that nanotech stuff that yeah. uh 
better Iron Man hat, but no, maybe I was wrong. Like Rocket. How did Rocket Raccoon get on get on his deathbed? He was already on his deathbed. Uh, the uh, the uh, gold dude, uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, he shot him or hit him with something in his like, chest. Like as soon as the credits yeah. like uh, finally started rolling, it was like he showed up at like the nowhere where they pretty much have their headquarters, mm-hmm. and he just starts like. Like taking them on like one by one because yeah. he got sent really damn I missed and like in the midst of all that fighting like Rocket gets like hit with like mm-hmm. one of those little like those little beams that he can shoot out from his hands and he got hit right in the chest right and they yeah and they pretty much put him in a coma I I enjoyed some of the, most of the action I thought it was very funny Drax had me rolling he's super he's always funny. funny he's dumb as hell but he's super honest and shit he don't give a shit he just say whatever the hell he wants to say uh, they gave the Mantis chick a lot more to say. Uh, maybe because yeah. she's on her way out. Looks like um, I was. It's goofy. I wasn't impressed with the bad guy though. I thought it wasn't menacing enough for me. He was just kind of like yelling and screaming, but I didn't feel his force. If that makes sense, I didn't feel like oh my god. I, like when Thanos would come on the screen, I'm like oh man, I don't know what Thanos about to do. You know, what I mean, this guy didn't have that feel. I mean, I know this is not the same uh, caliber of like the Avengers or nothing, but I felt like... Um, so the, is Thanos the bar for everybody here? As you're far talking as about like, just the MCU? Yeah, MCU I MCU villain, is he well, the bar? To me, it, the guy that was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy was a better villain. Oh, Ronan? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah, hell? I thought he was better yeah. than this guy. No, no, hands uh, down, he's the best villain of, of the Galaxy ooh. trilogy. Um, the high evolutionary. What? Yeah, he, he, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. I hated him. I, but I that's why that's go, why he's a good villain. I wanted him to go away, but and he was just annoying to me. He, like, he was. I think that was the point. He was yeah. no. I thought ego was annoying. I, I was disappointed in ego. Yeah, actually. I thought he could do. And more, that's one yeah. of my favorite actors playing Kurt this. Russell, yeah. yeah, I just didn't think this guy didn't scare me. I know, like Thanos gave me a feeling like, oh my god, I don't know how they're gonna beat this dude. And I know this is all you know fictional. It's all comic book stuff, but I don't know enough. Maybe I need to know more about his history, but I just felt like he was just killing animals and 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 making them into like uh, uh, supreme beings, supreme animals, or whatever he was making these. I don't know artificial intelligence mixed with them. I don't know what he was doing. Whatever he did to Rocket Raccoon made him super smart, right? Yeah, and that's what he was trying to do, like high evolution and like, continue with evolution, right? Make evolution better, uh, make us better, make people like that's what the new Earth was supposed to be about, right? Like making it. Better than Earth, it was but to be it was better... his version of perfection. right. Okay, okay, and it, it was kind of it made even just more disturbing when he got jealous that Rocket Raccoon actually surpassed him. Figured out mentally. what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah he, he, that was he, he. I, I thought it was. I thought the over the top acting was fit the character perfect okay so yeah, yeah. See, i, don't I got my own gripes but the villain was not one of them. i just didn't think he was, i didn't think he did a bad job i just didn't think he was menacing enough for me now i wanted to see more from a villain in this one i wanted to see they didn't he didn't like once they all got on the his planet or ship whatever they just took him out real quick so it's yeah. thanos the bar for oh, heck yeah as far as mcu heck thanos yeah. did live up to the hype yeah like, thanos did. He, he achieved his goal didn't he, he? Did. yeah, yeah. He, he did some in some way and he had a reasonable goal right like there's we are overpopulated and he, we would make sense in some people's mind you know i mean that kind of like what this dude thanos doing, is though. a badass but yeah. i i i it, uh, hey, wait, I'm in the is, minority. Is Thanos really the bar for you? No, I'm, no, no. Killmonger's I, the bar for me. Okay, huh? all right. No, no. We on the same page. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting Jeff Y'all Bridges. Jeff Bridges is number two when Iron Man one. What? Then Thanos. Those are my three favorite. And Thanos. Loki might be no. Loki's number but Thanos four. Is he did what he set out to do? He took half of the population out. He took. 
There wouldn't be no Spider-Man. All of them were gone. Well, well if yeah, you think yeah. about it, Killmonger achieved his goal in his movie. Thanos, he, you can say that he Killmonger failed. Killmonger end up king. You're right. You're yeah, right. Because you can say he failed. But he didn't achieve what he was set out to do. Because he, he failed in the first Avengers because he sent Loki to go do his bidding and he lost. Yeah. And I feel like there was another one in Guardians. Guardians. He was supposed to get like the power stone. He lost. And then after that, after all, he sent all those people to go get a stone for him. They kept failing. He was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just do it myself. So in reality, he kind of failed a few times before he actually got it right. Right. He, they were doing his biddings. Killmonger was very strategic in what he was doing. Like he got into Wakanda. He took out the king. He became the king. So eventually he, he got to his goal a lot quicker than Thanos did. And just at the end, you know, he ended up getting killed. Which Thanos did at the same time, but I feel like Killmonger, he was he was far more precise and more strategic I, in yeah, how he went about I, it. I, I believe that. I just feel like Thanos had a they had to go through a tougher time with him. Okay, I yeah, agree with they, that. They, it took everything they had. He had to go time yeah, travel yeah, to get this shit back. They had to go, yeah, basically. And even Doctor Strange was like, there's a million outcomes and there's only one that works you know what i'm saying like something like that that's like oh my god i don't know how they're gonna beat this guy you know what i mean yeah, like, that's one of the reasons the mcu's kind of trailing off because all these movies were building up to the big showdown with thanos right right and, and the yeah. core characters aren't are here anymore but, but he, we're gonna get to that because that's part of my grade i'm gonna too. get to my grade but he put hands on hulk i mean he made hulk not even be hulk, hulk yeah. anymore i ain't never seen nobody put hands on hulk like sure. that. you know what i mean like hulk is you don't just whoop Hulk and throw him back to Earth. That was you know one of the I mean? best like, scenes in MCU right, history. Right, right. Yeah, that so was a great just, scene. I'm just saying this guy wasn't a bad... I didn't think the guy playing this was his high evolutionary. Yeah. I liked him, his performance. I just wasn't sold on what he was trying to do. Like I was just like, ah, yeah, let's move on from him. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll, I'll say I, I enjoyed everybody. I was pretty sad most of the movie because that's what they were aiming for. They had me in my feelings with the animals and shit, especially when he went back and rescued all the little tiny raccoons. Oh, yeah. Uh, his friends that he called his friends are all like uh, genetically, you know, changed into the different types of stuff. That was pretty sad. I thought he died at one point. I was like, oh, no. I, that's who's going to get it. Rac- Rocket Raccoon's going to die. Well, I thought it, walking in that movie, I thought he was going yeah, to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Groot was super smart. Now, take this, guys. What if what if one of the IT dudes told me at this uh, today? You know, when Groot said, "I love you," Groot said, "I love you guys." He said at the we, end. Yeah, he said, "What if we finally understand Groot?" And, you that's know, what I took from yeah, it. Yeah, or you see, what I'm saying like, yeah, 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 so you yeah, know how they that's understand. What I, that's Groot what I took from and it. Gamora. Because how do y'all understand him? Like, yeah, you, the whole movie she was saying that this is stupid. Like, how do y'all understand him? What if he? What if we finally understand him? As the, I think that was the point the, of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, one theory that did float around on um, on a YouTube channel that I um, that I watched faithfully, they said that technically, like the first group from the Guardians, like this isn't that group. This is actually his son. Oh, so technically he like him like regrown again like mm-hmm. that's him that's how he reproduces. So technically, what we're seeing right now is not like the group that we originally met. This is like his son. So he's like a more evolved like a um, version of him. That's why he's getting bigger than okay. what his dad was. Really? Because, because okay. You, because you got to see him like grow from like a little uh like from a baby to a teenager to mm-hmm. a grown man till at the end. That's what the after call- credits like he was like like. Really big, like he was like damn near a giant at that uh, point. Apparently, that's the biggest he gets. A king group is what they call him. King group is like I think like the like the the apex, like oh, first, okay. like the intense, like what he like he eventually right. becomes like 
So like the group that you're seeing right now, like this is a more evolved version of what I, his dad was because right. they call like the first group of his like his dad, and okay. this is his son. I thought he just was just regenerating the whole time. It's like mm-hmm. you know coming back as just a, a more improved version of himself. Uh, that's either. that's what I thought. Yeah, but I yeah. kind of like it looking at it the way it is. His son. it's not the exact same oh, okay, one. Okay. So yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what's just right, but I I do kind of prefer it being his son. But I okay. did think it was just a different version of group. Right, that's what I thought. I'll get to my. But grade. yeah, it's a cycle of life right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, tree yeah, so dies and they drop its seeds and grow another tree before right. that. That was yeah, dope. So what's your grade? For I it? would say just to get to the end, I thought the end was very inspiring. Uh, I looked down the road, people were crying again. <laughs> uh, uh, my brother was had a little tear in his eye. You know, I mean, like I thought it was very inspirational. I would see it in theater again if I had a chance, uh, just to get a little more intimate viewing of it. Whatever, not everything going on. We know we had a good time and all that stuff. Was a lot going on. Maybe I needed to focus a little more. It was people talking to me during the movie and stuff. So I thought it was a good. It was a good time. I gave it three and a half brownie points. Um, I felt like it was a little too much sentimental stuff going on. It had me and my feelings too much. Like, all right, I know what you're trying to Ain't do. Ain't nothing here. wrong with emotions. It man. wasn't, but Definitely I was not. like, that was what they were catching me with. You know, what I mean, like, I don't want to see all these animals going through this torture and shit. That was you a know, tough watch. I mean, right, right. So, and I, and I love animals. I don't want to see them go through nothing like that. You know, what I mean, and Rocket Raccoon, I, he's one of my favorite characters. And then the new Guardians at the end with Adam Warlock. There was a couple of people I didn't even recognize. Like, who's the little girl? Like, what is with the blonde silver hair? What is she like? Where does she come oh, from? Oh, I, she's I one saw of those- that on these. Apparently, that's um, it's another um, another alien species that comes from um, from Drax's planet, I believe. Oh, okay. She, she has like another power. It's kind of like how the how the Marvels have like the, all their power. Like the you saw the Marvels trailer. I've, got, like, I've seen uh, the Marvel trailer. Yeah, like because yeah. you know you have Carol Danvers and you have like Kamala Khan and then mm-hmm. you have um, damn, I can't think of her. The other name, uh, Rambo. Can't oh, think of her Mariah name. Rambo? Yeah, because yeah. they all have similar powers, but they all come from like the same source. And apparently right. she has something that's very similar to that. Okay. So they're saying she may be linked into the Marvel's uh, movie right. somehow because her powers are very similar <laughs> to what she has because right. she has like that. And you one, saw like she has different color eyes. Yeah, or something like her like eyes that. are like light blue and mm-hmm. stuff. Now, one more thing, and I gave, I gave my girl was three and a half. When Chris Pratt's character, Starlow, jumped off that ship and he started freezing. Did he not die because he is part of like some kind? He's half uh, ego and the they, they said because he has like the celestial like right, DNA celestial, in him. Yeah, yeah. But I thought since his dad died and that planet died, I thought that that I thought part he of lost him. That. Yeah, I thought so. But then yeah. again, I was thinking at the same time like, yeah, this dude should be dead. Like he froze because you know when he threw the Raptors out the out the airlock in the volume two uh-huh. and they all froze to death. I was and like, Hondu died the same way, didn't he? Yeah, yeah the exact yeah, same. Way. I was yeah. like, man, this dude lasts a little bit longer. Like yeah. apparently, like like. He must have like some some god blood still left in him. Right, he should have right. been gone by now. But yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. I, I'll let that one pass. But because okay. I was thinking like, damn, somebody got to die in this one. Uh, it no. wasn't as bad as Mary Poppins' uh, Princess Leia in the in. Uh, oh, she the last floated Jedi. back to the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, one of the yeah. worst. Why yeah. you bring that? Yeah. Up, yeah. Man? Three so it can half, always be uh, three and a half brownie points for me. I let somebody else go. I enjoyed it for the most part. I'll see it again. Maybe my grade will go higher. Maybe we will go lower. But for now, I give it three and a half for me. Ryan, you want to go next? You want me to take sure, it? Sure, sure. Um, I'm about in the same boat as Sean. Um, if I had to give it a definitive grade, I'm a. I'll, I'll give it three out of five. I, I say it's a, it's a B minus to me. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it much more than Gardens of the Galaxy two. Mm-hmm. I was extremely let down by Gardens, of, even though it still has its good scenes. I don't think That's a any of these movies are yeah. bad. No, no. Uh, but I do think the first one is hands down top five MCU movies for me, that first Guardians of the Galaxy. 
this one I'll say is it's about it's about mid tier from for me. I there, I, I definitely want to go over the good first. Um, I really enjoyed the High Evolutionary as, as a villain. I thought in and if there's one negative of this entire MCU is some of the villains have been quite bland and uh, unthreatening. I absolutely hated this guy and. A part of me is if if there was one knock against him, I think it's only because um, it's been built up as Kang as being the next big bad. So to see another crazy black villain in a purple, purple suit, suit. I thought right the when same they're trying thing. Yeah. exactly, and, yeah. and and if we're gonna just pull the curtain back at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if that was intentional um, by James Gunn. He knows he's going to DC. When this movie was being made, he knows Kang is going to be the next big, big thing. And he knows he's done with Marvel after this movie. So I wouldn't be surprised that that, he did intentionally cast a black actor for the high evolutionary. And um, I've tried to use my voice on on here to kind of vocalize the plight that black actors and actresses have in the industry and a part of me is not happy that one of the most despicable villains in current movie going happens to be a black guy. But if we're talking about, uh, anti wokeness, this is an example of that because if we're living in woke culture, you can't cast a black guy to be that guy. So that do think there is a certain genius in casting a despicable black guy. I, Still not sure how I feel that his a black guy, his version of perfect society is the palest white race of people I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah. That that kind of hit me the wrong way. But uh, there are self-hating black men out there, so it, it it's, it's possible. But I, I thought this was he. If you want a villain that you absolutely despise and you want to die, I, I really felt that. Yeah, I, he that was one of the best villains in, in modern film going. Uh, big budget blockbuster, small budget thriller. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this guy's name. Chuck Wandy Ouija. Where have, where have he? Where have I seen him before? Peacemaker. He, I didn't rec- I, I was. Remember, he was the black dude that let the. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said, James Gunn likes to use people from his he other was project. The alien thing and Peacemaker. Yeah, he was like one of the butterflies, right, but he's like one of the good butterflies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Now I know. Yep. I got to watch that show. You uh, still haven't? Damn it, I've seen it. Now, I talked about this briefly out, outside the, our initial showing that, um, yeah, I probably was the only person laughing in John Wick 4 and that dog got thrown through, at a windshield. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I literally almost died in a movie theater when uh, Jack Black kicked Will Ferrell's dog over a bridge in that first Anchorman. I, I really... I thought I was going to die from oh, that. Oh, I think I... <laughs> why do I feel like I've seen that with you? I, 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 I know I, it was just me and my brother at that movie, but I, I'm sure we watched that movie together hanging no, out. No, I think I was there because I remember you all laughing at that. You and he kicked the dog off the bridge, right? Was I that could, Cinema Center? It, was it at Cinema Center or yeah, was it at Cover Tree? No, that's the only movie I ever saw at Cinema Center. No, the Cinema Center downtown. We saw the uh, City we of God. We saw Anchorman 2. Didn't we see City of God at Cinema oh, Center? Oh, not Cinema Center. What's the place where you eat in? 
Oh, oh, Cinema Grill? Oh, Cinema, Cinema Grill, Grill. Okay, sorry. Well, maybe I saw it. I know I saw you. Anchorman 2 with maybe, you for sure. Okay, okay, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I was. I, I, I enjoyed just remember that. you laughing at the dog being kicked off the bridge. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we've watched that hanging out. Yeah, that's, that scene holds so, up great. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's kind of laughing at that. That yeah. was real funny. So what do you love? <laughs> you love whatever the dog's name is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kick the dog off the <laughs> Yeah. One of the most shocking scenes in movie history. <laughs> Oh, he disgraced the hell out that dog. Oh, that was, oh funny. that was great. But yeah, the animal scenes in here are tough to tough watch. To watch, and yeah, that was playing on me for sure. And yeah, one of the things I was thinking about leading up to the show is I remember all that. I was just like you guys. I watch a lot of videos on YouTube regarding movies and current releases and stuff, and I still remember all of that hoopla. Oh, it's new Doctor Strange movie pushes the limits of the PG thirteen rating. And blah, blah, blah. So when I finally sat down and saw, I was like, really? Now, this is the equivalent of the Mummy 1 and 2, if you ask me. All the CGI mess. This this Gardens of the Galaxy 3 is one of the most disturbing PG-13 movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this really did push limits to me. So when they showed the high evolutionary's backstory and Rock Raccoon going crazy, and that's why his skin's pulled back on his face, and then how they left him towards the end with, with his face pulled. I think uh, Star-Lord pulled his skin off towards the end. Yeah, he did. And it, you saw a skeletal face. That was, yeah, they, let's push the limits. That was distur- that was disturbing stuff. Uh, this movie just reiterated how much I love this cast. Uh, I, if we, The cast is, an, is another big plus, and I, I want to give another shout-out to Bradley Cooper with some of the best voice work of all time. But uh, some of the letdowns are... I. I this um that Adam, that warlock character in gold mm. uh they were building that up for the past 6 months so for his lack of screen time that he got i can't really say i would i'm looking forward to seeing him in any future well they said he was like prematurely let out or something or like yeah he was still yeah. a kid cuz they let him yeah. out the cocoon too early yeah yeah really yeah. It, it just seems like a boring character in the first place uh overly powerful it's kind of like vision to me a we don't spoil know Brett. What- he might not see his best yet. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a lot more to do than he's a lot stronger than because you missed the part where he killed or he tried to kill Rocket Raccoon. He was showing more of what he no, could do. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. shocking. I didn't realize yeah. he's, the, he's the reason that put yeah, Rocket yeah, Raccoon yeah, in yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he, as him being a part of the Guardians, right, he can probably do a lot more than we know. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, where it left off, I can't really, I really feel it serves Disney more so than it serves the franchise itself. So. We're, I'm sure we're going to get um, what's the, what's uh, Batista's girl's name on Mantis. Uh-huh. Mantis is probably going to get her own show. They'll possibly do um, another. Know, gar- that, that feels like they'll be kind of boring. I don't think Mantis She's is not enough to carry a, a show to me. Yeah. Not a few. If you can, and if anything, the holiday special is mostly um, and mostly like yeah. uh, circled around like uh, Drax and uh, Mantis coming to Earth to get Kevin Bacon. So. What? Them, That's them, what it was. That sounds hilarious. It was I gotta hilarious. See this. It, I gotta it was see. actually pretty that good. That sounds really funny. And that's another disappointment for me. Uh, one of the highlights of the entire MCU was this uh, budding romance between uh, Drax and Mantis. So for her to say, oh, I'm leaving, guys. Uh, bye. And then it was there pretty much. That chemistry was still there throughout the movie. And then I can understand Quill making his decision. Mantis decision just felt 
it didn't feel earned. Well, old girl says she's out, right? Gamora's character says she's done. So Even Gamora, that felt earned. She went back to the the, the Ravagers, Ravagers yes. right? Yeah, yeah, that that. But Mantis just deciding to leave, I didn't like that. I really felt yeah. There was I, I liked that chemistry, and I think that had to do with more so with and Nebula coming out in public saying I'm done with Drax. Well, Nebula said that she needed him though. That then she said I need you here in this little the little place that she's yeah, running, he right? Stayed. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. And and. I, I, I didn't like the high creations, perfect society of, of little kid, pale face little kids. I didn't like that too much. I'm not going to lie. And Batista doing his little kid dance, <laughs> trying to get earn their trust. And whatever word, what word, words were they saying? Goo goo, goo goo. Like juju or something? Oh my juju, God. Juju, juju, juju. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I was, there was yeah. a lot of eye rolling going on I, by I, me. Yeah. So this is, this is one of, this is absolutely extremely sci fi movie. This is for, if if this is your first MCU movie, I don't. You might be like, okay, what's all the hype about? Oh God, that was funny. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't enjoy that. This is one of the most sci-fi sci-fi movies I've ever seen. It, they they go there with the weirdness. So a lot of the weirdness did work for me. Yeah, seeing the astronaut dog. They can talk. That's funny. Oh, Cosmo, funny. Cosmo. I, like I, love, I loved it. I, that part I love. But when I see uh, our boy from Firefly, um, that Nathan, Fillion, yeah. yeah, showing up as a guard, that that whole sequence was awful to me. Uh, those stupid suits that those characters were wearing. That yeah, I didn't get that. Like, what is that? It was got on? it was just being goofy, just for goofy's sake. Yeah, he was disgracing his little his little trainee that he had. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't enjoy that, but. That extended hallway scene that they made it look like one take. Oh, that was dope. That was worth dope. the price yes. of mission alone. Everybody had their shine in that hallway. Oh yeah. my yeah. lord! Uh, to a lesser extent, Gamora flying that ship through the trees when uh, the high influence decided to blow up his own planet. Uh, that was pretty thrilling as well. You know what I thought, and I know we need to move on. I thought Gamora was gonna like see it in herself to kind of fall for uh, Star-Lord at some point, even though she didn't know much about him. Yeah. I thought they were leading up to her f- showing some interest. You know what I mean? Like, even though she kind of a little bit did, I thought she was going to show a little more interest and maybe, like, have a thought that she might have remembered or she could see why her old self liked Star-Lord like that. You know what I mean? That's why I thought they were going with it, but they didn't really do that. So Yeah, I yeah. wish they would have done that. But then again, maybe the story has to end that way. If yeah, she's if, not going to come back. If she's not going to come back, there's no reason so, yeah. All right. So what was your grade for, Ryan? What'd I gave say? it a, th- a three out of five. I, 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 I tried to, I don't, I think I covered all the negatives. The good is really good. Like I said, that extended hallway fight scene is one of the best action sequences I've ever seen in, in my life. It was just a few disappointing things. It's, uh, it's, it's hard. I, I, I like, let's say, let's just, for example, the movie seven has some horrific stuff in that movie understatement of the podcast yes uh, absolutely i see myself probably in my life i'll be able to watch that movie more than this just because how disturbed and sad i was during those flashback sequences to groot that was a tough watch and uh, i know friends of mine wait flashbacks to groot or to rocket oh rocket i'm sorry uh flashback to rockets <coughs> thank you for correcting me yeah and those f- there's three animal friends in the cages. Mm-hmm. You just kept knowing they were going to have a horrible fate and how it 
that was just so sad and tough to watch. And, uh, yeah, there's some animal lover friends of mine. I know they'll probably turn the movie off right then and there when they get that. It is. It was tough for me, and I'm somebody who laughs at uh, a lot of animal stuff. But I'm, I'm, I was really cringing during a lot of scenes. But it was it, that's what made the villain so good. And I will say, out of all the the MCU Gardens of Guys movies, this version of Groot was my favorite. So when he showed up on that alien, that alternate Earth that the High Evolution created. And uh, he had he scared the people away from the ship by turning into Groot. I'm Groot. He's Groot. Oh yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of that. This was my favorite Groot out of all of them. That's saying a lot. So Uh, over baby Groot, I like little baby. I love baby Groot. I love Groot. Period. Cute. This Groot was a badass. He was with multiple arms. He had the guns. He pulled out. Oh yeah, yeah. shit in his chest. He could pull out. It was it was awesome. And uh, I just want to give a special shout out to uh, Chris Pratt. This Gardens of the Galaxy one is what turned Chris Pratt into movie star. That's when we started seeing him be cast in Jurassic World, him become movie star. There's an understated talent, and that's why I think James Gunn had Nathan Fillion in here. There's understated talent for an actor to have a reaction that we can relate to when there when there's otherworldly or unexpected events happening on scene. I, if there's all kind of extraordinary things uh, going on in this Gardens of the Galaxy series, and even the MCU as a whole. Uh, Chris Pratt's Star Lord character is kind of the audience's version of us being thrust into that world, and I, I, there's a there's a lot of comedic genius in his what he does, but I, I really feel he does it's an underrated job as a dramatic actor because it's very believable. He um, he. That's a, that's a good that's that's good acting what Chris Pratt does. He brings he's he's uh, he's the audience members being thrust in this world. He plays it great. So shout out to you, Chris Pratt. A plus job. Um, way more good than bad. I, I I a good a recommendation. I give it a B minus three. I, I enjoyed it. All right. Now I get to finish this one off. <clears throat> now, as far as my gripes, I have to say I did not. Like I did not like this version of Gamora. I thought this version of Gamora was a little bit annoying. She was a little bit too aggressive and I don't know, maybe a little bit overplayed a little bit. Am I, am I being I, a little I, bit too hard? Not at all. I, 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 that's why I was shocked when Sean said he liked, liked this. Gamora. I did like her like that. Um, oh, so you like mean women. Okay. Yeah, I like the fierceness <laughs> in there. When she was going through the little planet and had the gun and she was telling them like, you know, you better, I like, I don't know, for some reason. I and like he's that. like, stop shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was dope. Well, yeah, you can go ahead. No, but yeah. it's that version of Gamora, maybe because I'm so used to the other version of yeah. Gamora and I thought we were going to get a version of her because y'all saw what happened at the end of Endgame. Like, like, like the uh, the older version of her comes back and she has a, like a talk with Nebula and she's like, "Oh, what happens in the future? What happens with us?" She's like, "Oh, I tried to kill you many times, but eventually we end up being friends. And eventually we end up being sisters." So I thought she had like some kind of hint, like like this future version of me was actually going to be a better person, and I feel like she went right back to being like a dickhead or something like that. Like she went back to being like you know Thanos's sister or Thanos' daughter Sorry. or whatever. And I was like, eh, like maybe she overplayed her character a little bit. I expect her to be a just. I don't know, a, a nicer version of what I thought she was going to be, but eventually, you know, she ended up being who she was, but I just didn't like the ending for her. Like, her ended up being with the Raptors. It's like, I didn't really foresee that. I thought her just going off having, like, another journey by herself, trying to discover, like, what she wants to be. I thought it was going to be something like that, kind of like they did with, with Mantis and what they did with Drax. 
If you're going to give him like a swan song, her just hanging out with the Ravagers, I don't know. It didn't feel right to me, but I just have to let that one go. The The next gripe I had was I, I didn't like the idea of that Rocket was taken out of out of play damn near the entire movie because of like how he got injured. Because to me, he really is like the glue as far as like the action and the comedy for like most of the volume one and volume two. But him having all those flashbacks, maybe because I wanted it to be more funny and more action packed. The fact that they made it more sentimental and emotional using Rocket's uh, backstory as like the backdrop of this movie. I wasn't anticipating it being that emotional. That's a very good point, Tommy. Yeah, because I was just gloating about how good of a job Bradley Cooper did. And they kind of sidelined him quite a yeah. bit on there. Yeah, because when, right. yeah, when they take out a character like that, when they're basically like uh, taken out, when they have to like sit sit back and let other characters kind of like take lead, it did feel like a different vibe of movie because you kind of see like Rocket really carries a good chunk of that movie with his humor, like his ingenuity, like how he can create damn near anything because he's basically like a space version of like Tony Stark. You Even see, though they were doing the flashbacks, you still don't think he was in it enough? Even though He, he was in it enough, but he, he wasn't was, like wasn't the his, version that we've yeah, come to yeah, love, yeah, like the yeah. sarcastic he had the same asshole. voice. Yeah, he was, yeah like, he was like the well, baby he was version. a baby, yeah, he was mm. little, yeah. Yeah, but those were like my my main two gripes. I didn't have no problem with uh, Nathan uh, Fillion, is that his name? Yeah. I had no problem with him popping up. I love him as an actor. I like him popping up. Even James the Gunn. suit he was wearing? It, it did feel like he was like a big blob. Yeah, for some reason. That was but, just too goofy just to be goofy. But then again, in space, like all these other planets, there's like a lot of goofy stuff. And you all could damn near make anything in space. There's no. It's no like, like who are we to judge? Like, man, that ain't how it's going to be in space. But I was like, man, the only thing I'm learning in from space is like, man, they have a lot of humans out in space. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's like Star Trek. Like, it's a lot of us out there, man. Like, we must have got all, we almost all got kidnapped or something. We just started, you know, replicating ourselves out. It was just weird. But I was like, all right, I'm going to let that one go. Now, as far as like the highlights, me personally, I loved the high evolutionary as a bad guy. He wrote me into the movie a lot more than any other of the Guardians characters. I was really paying attention to him more than anything else in this movie. I personally thought he was a really good bad guy. And hot take, I thought he was a better bad guy than Kang was in Ant-Man. Yeah, he that's yeah. not that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, not even close actually. Kang looked like a bitch compared to the High Evolutionary. But yeah, I agree. They did. I not, wanted so much more from. They Kang. did not sell Kang like well enough as supposed to be being like the big bad guy in all this. Yeah. Even them setting up in Loki, him being an Ant Man, like him being in the next, uh, um, the next Loki uh, season, like they didn't sell him well enough as like being the bad guy. Maybe that's just like poor marketing. Is because most people have like a different version of him based off like the the comic books and like the the animated TV show they have for the Avengers. Like they just didn't do well enough on selling us on Kang, and that's just unfortunate for a lot of people out there because Kang is really badass. But the High Evolutionary, he was far more menacing, terrifying, like intelligent on what he was doing, and like the fact that he just obliterated an entire planet just because like. This didn't do well enough. Let's try this again somewhere else. It's like, holy shit. Damn. Like, like, damn the snap. Like, him just, like, cooking an entire planet because he felt like he didn't do well enough. It's like, whoa. Like, that really... And that's his that creation. Really, he blew up on top of that. It, it was very disturbing. Yeah, he. I would rather sit in a room with Hannibal Lecter than sit in a room with this guy. Yeah, and, like, he had, like, no feelings about it or whatever. He's like, no, you're right. This was not well enough. Because yeah. he was talking about, like, yeah, I bet in this perfect planet, like, people weren't selling each other, like... 
you know, meth or whatever in the alleyway, like killing each other. He's like, yeah, yeah, you are right. The next thing you know, he just he leaves the planet, like burns it up. I was like, whoa, that that, would, that was that 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 yeah. showed like a great demonstration of like how far he's willing to go to go make this perfect society on what he's trying to create. But aside from that, Rocket did a really good job, like showing how intelligent he is. Mm-hmm. Even like when he was a kid, it was like, whoa, like I knew Rocket was smart, but it's just like seeing like his background of the high evolutionary, and, like how he helps like solve problems on. How we can evolve like species and not being so violent. I was like, oh, that was really nice. It was weird seeing like um, uh, Star Lord. This was the one movie, the only movie that he's been in where I didn't see like his um, his mask. Did y'all catch that? I think he did do it once. If he, he did do it, I completely missed it. But I'm so used to him having like that mask on. It's kind of like yeah. Like then he had a jetpack on. I didn't see him use his jetpack at all. In this. I didn't see the jetpack or the the boots that he used or like. Of course, he had his guns, but I don't remember seeing like his actual like his mask, like the red eyes. I was like, maybe yeah, I, I missed it. But I was like, I was like, damn man, they ain't even they ain't gonna let Star Lord go out like that. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Drax, I think he did really good. Nebula. I think one of y'all hit the nail on the head. She really was like the leader yeah, of the Guardians. What, yeah. And I thought that's where they were going to go with it with her. Like she's going to leave the Guardians, but she ended up leaving the Guardians just to stay at nowhere, just to kind of like have the headquarters. It's like, uh, I don't know if I saw that for her because I don't know if her contract is up, but Nebula staying in here, it makes more sense. Rock, Rocket staying makes sense. They, I don't think they gave Drax the right send off because they said Drax isn't coming back. Him just like staying in nowhere to watch the kids or whatever. I didn't like, like that at all. I feel like he could have done something a little bit better. I, I imagine him and Mantis going off and they they were just going to end their journey right there. They're just going to go off have an adventure or whatever. But overall, I thought this movie was very well directed. James Gunn is the fucking man when it comes to this. And I think this feels more like a... If it makes any kind of sense, this feels this feels more like a James Gunn movie than a Marvel movie. Does that make sense? I think all three of the Guardians of the Galaxy go into that category. Like you know, it's part of like the Marvel universe, but it feels like it has more of like a James Gunn stamp than it does like a Marvel stamp. I would say more so than any of the uh, movies that made it to three. So that's another question I want to ask you guys. So yeah, I've been hearing a couple of uh, movie critics I watch on YouTube. They've even made the Comment, this is the best trilogy of the MCU. Nope. I don't agree with it, but nope. I, 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 think, I, think, I think Captain America has it. Sean? What? The best trilogy? Yeah, so Ooh. let's let's Iron Wait, Man does that mean got we three get, movies. Does that mean we get to shut off Thor after Ragnarok? We don't count that love and thunder <laughs> shit. I don't. But you, yes, you, you can count it. Yeah. Yep. Uh best uh, Spider- don't forget Spider Man got three movies too. Uh, that oh shit! I wasn't even thinking. About Iron that. Man has three, right? Yep. Ooh, the second have... the second one sucks so bad. Iron Man is out automatically. What about <laughs> do you, what about the Avengers? They have three. I mean, do you count that? Or something about? Uh, well, are we just talking about the main character solo movies? Solo movies. Yeah, solo movies. Oh, yes. I would yes. probably have to go with Iron Man. I'm gonna go with Captain America still, even with uh, Spider Man in the mix. Captain America: Winter Soldier was so fucking good that immediately trumps every other movie to me. Yeah, I'm I'm with Tommy on that. Captain America has the best trilogy. Spider-Man is a close one. Spider-Man is a very close one. And Ragnarok was so good, it can it can literally pull the dark world <laughs> to the finish line with that, it. That is, that is, that's I think about Ragnarok. I love Ragnarok. Ragnarok's awesome. I, yeah. And I, I do I The do first feel. Thor wasn't nowhere near the rest of them, though. Right? I, I mean, I, 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 actually, it wasn't dark world. Yeah. I say the first Thor yeah. and that first Captain America movie were the two most underrated. I, I know y'all know. I'm just not a Captain America fan. Like if I, I appreciate what he does, but I'm just not a fan. I mean, I not just, even of the second one. I, I, he I, liked. I, 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 I watch it. I remember, and I remember that because 
Sean actually had me kind of sad because he was saying when the soldier was all right. And people were <laughs> That's gassing, right there. gassing this movie up. I fl- and I was the previews were some of the best of all time. I you sure he wasn't trolling you or something? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was trying. I, Sean, it didn't blow Sean away, but yeah, I remember you set me up to love that movie even more because I thought I was gonna. I was disappointed when you told me it was just I. I just, I just, I guess because I'm just not huge sold on Captain America's being like super popular and it's just not used to him. or Iron Man to be to, to be honest with you. So but I do like Iron Man better. Even when they joined that when they had the teams. Remember we were arguing whose team are you on? You're on Iron Man's team. You're yeah. on, I was definitely Iron Man's team. I just don't I don't have any feeling for Captain America for some Man, reason. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I, that is, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know why. I just don't he's, I, he's, he's just so genuinely good. I understand he's everything such he's a about, but I just dork in a straight arrow. Yeah. But he's still a badass on top of that. Yeah, and he can lift me on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was good. Now I will give him what the best part. I would say he had one of the best parts in all of the Avengers, all all the Marvel movies when he lifted Mjolnir up. And yeah, that, that was that definitely was like a moment where the whole out. audience, the lost whole crowd shit. lost their mind. The theater I was in like, oh, that, I can't tell you. I yeah. was I, I unfortunately didn't see Winter Soldier tell was on the dollar show. So it was at Coventry 13 before it closed down. But uh, when he told the people in the elevator, Winter Soldier, you sure nobody wants to get out? I can't tell you the electricity that went through that theater. And then what transpired of him beating the hell out of those people that were Then his escape, throwing that shield, not blowing up a jet. Oh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. That was War. a great action sequence. Oh, right my there. Lord. Winter Soldier and Civil War. You know, War. I actually got mad at him when he didn't tell Tony Stark about uh, Winter Soldier. I was like, you mother... Because well, he knew he was about already, it, right? He was already Team Iron Man. You yeah, was being biased. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of still... I was upset about that. Like, oh, come on now. How are you going to... He it was his friend from back in the day, but we know he was under influence, right? Yeah. Uh, I just felt like he could have he should have said something as being Tony Stark's friend too, right? I mean, he could have told him like, "Hey, man, that was." Well, to be fair, like man. him and uh, Bucky, they have history. Yeah, but that Iron was... Man is a new friend. I'm loyal to my old friends. I'm exactly. Sorry. But I, I, that's a good point. Exactly. If your friend is and, killing but, and people, plus, though. What, what what difference yeah. would it made if he told him? Exactly. Yeah. Like your he parents knows are still going to make your him. parents are still going to be dead. Yeah, but I mean, he was rolling with the knowledge that he he had already he knew that that was who did that, right? He knew who that Winter Soldier killed his fam, his his parents. That he knew the Winter Soldier was up to no. He wasn't his fault, but he was doing bad deeds, right? He was doing right. evil things. Yeah, right. he was he was yeah. being brainwashed. So right, you kind of right, have like so. a little. It's a little bit of wiggle room. Was like saying like he didn't maliciously do it. He was being controlled. Kind of like how they kind of give like a. Hawkeye passed because he was being mind controlled by Loki in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, what like about- you, 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 you can understand like they're under mind control. It's yeah. not like it's not them, but then again, like killing the parents, I can understand like his anger. But at the same time, oh, it's yeah. like it wasn't him doing that. He was right. under mind he was control. Under, he was under. He mind. knows Tony's not going to understand that, yeah. and yeah, that's part of the that's the the peak of MCU storytelling because uh, Captain America started off as the ultimate company man. It's uh, red, white, and blue, no matter what. I, I'm loyal to the United States, loyal loyal to uh, the, the Avengers. He got betrayed in, when he found out that Hydra was behind everything he believed in. And Tony, on top of that, was teaming up with Hydra pretty much just to say, just because he had he had the, the, the guilt of creating um, Ultron and almost destroying the world. Uh, got his best friend paralyzed. He did. Uh, 
Captain America doesn't have the same guilt that Tony has. So he, he, he's 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 got a good moral compass. <clears throat> doesn't have the same level of regret that Iron Man has. So it, it that story and the dy- the contrast of personalities really worked for me between those two. I didn't want to see him fight. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I honestly, I'm Team Iron Man and both Team America. Oh, but if it's a gun to my head, I'm Team Cap. Oh, and if y'all want to hear my uh, petty reason for breaking the tiebreaker, uh, Captain America got to find a woman. Oh, he does. He does. Pepper Pops, she's, she's, she's cute. She's all right, though. She's cute, but I need a little bit more meat on the bones, if you know what I'm saying. Like uh, um, Peggy Carter. Oh, yeah, she bad. She bad. Yeah. She, man, she, she thick as grits. She, and, he had, and he had Black Widow, but I think everybody did, too. So, so. Yeah, that don't care. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> had, everybody had a Everybody had a piece of that. Rocket Raccoon got some of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black man. Widow is for the streets. <laughs> she is for the streets. She yes, is not yes. for us. It's not a problem being on that list. What was your grade? Did you get your grade out? My, no. my grade actually is a bit higher than yours. I'm going to give it a 4.2 out of 5. Ooh, nice. Okay. I thought only because the way that he played it, as far as like the emotional uh, side of it, carrying the movie, I never thought I'd be so invested in like a uh, Rocket's backstory yeah. so much. But it, it was so heartbreaking because just to see like how they were like doing the animal cruelty, and, and of course, I feel like we have to put like a disclaimer on this: like no animals were hurt in the, the mm. filming process. If any film movie. earns that disclaimer, it's this. No, but that was just, it was so emotional. Like, it clinged to me a little bit more. Anytime something's done with animals, that all, that's a cheat code to get into somebody's, like, uh, spirit right there. Mm-hmm. Or the emotions, like, attaching yourself to that. It's like, oh, man, they doing all this stuff to, to animals. Like, he's doing all this just to make, like, society better. It was like, uh, that's what made him, like, a, a better bad guy because he felt like he had no moral compass other than, I want to create the perfect society, and I'm going to keep doing this until I get it right. It. Like, it's like I'll kill, them. I'll kill anybody, yeah. I'll destroy anything. I don't care. Like this is my purpose in life is doing all this. So overall, I thought James Gunn did an incredible job. I think it goes to show what you can do with the trilogy if you keep one director. I think it's similar to what like Christopher Nolan did with the Batman series. Like you keep one director all the way through as a writer director. That's what you can accomplish. A cohesive story that completes itself all the way through. Not like what they did with the Thor story where they had different directors and even Taika Waititi, even him coming back to do Love and Thunder didn't quite set the landing. Yeah, so. I don't want to see Taika Waititi involved in any more MCU movies at this point. Yeah, but he as did far Ragnarok, as, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he did Ragnarok. He dropped so, the ball so bad after that, yeah, I'm did, done. Yeah, yeah, but Thor The Dark World was so bad. Seeing Ragnarok <laughs> was kind of like, woof. He sort of redeemed himself. Yeah, so I feel like if I had to Give that a grade 4.2. And as far as like grading James Gunn, dare I say he's the best director that Marvel's ever had. Ooh. All the movies that you can think of. I think he is the best director that Marvel's ever had. Ryan Coogler? Yep. Russo Brothers? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Russo Brothers. Favreau? 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 I, I do love Favreau, but James Gunn. His directing style is so damn unique and is so damn catchy and compelling. He is still, I'm not going to say by far, but he does beat out Ryan Coogler by, you know, arm's length, I'll say, arm's length. But, yeah, James Gunn, he is the best director that Marvel has had so far. And that is saying a lot because they do have a lot of great directors that's, that's come through there. But him, I think he tops all of them. The fact that he completed his trilogy, he completed his trilogy. How unique the Guardians are, while they were still able to tell their own storyline without falling into the MCU world building tropes, is very impressive. 
And it, it, it's up for discussion because I will say uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, I know those three movies for sure. I Walking out of those the first time I saw them, I was thinking this is the best MCU movie I've seen yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure where that list is yet right now, but I know that I'm putting Civil War 1, Winter Soldier 2, but Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is definitely in my top five. So James Gunn definitely deserve, deserves to be in that discussion for sure. Now, the one thing that I did say it was a gripe, and I'm just going to open up to, to the both of y'all. The one problem that I have that's been going on since Endgame is that they're supposed to be building up this, this next... Um, big bad guy in this whole new phase because they're done with the infinity war and all that. So the infinity stones, that's not really the thing right now. So the problem I have with the MCU right now is where the hell are they going with this story? Cause it's not very cohesive. Not yet. Amongst all these movies, it doesn't really meld together well enough because in the first one, it was all about infinity stones and how all the storylines connect to one another. This guardians I don't know how it connects with any other story in the MCU. The same way I felt about like a few other movies. I feel like Dr. Strange is like, I see where they're going with this, but it doesn't really connect to anything else. Usually the movie kind of leads you into another movie. Mm-hmm. These yeah, you movies got aren't in the quantum it. realm. These guys are way out in, in different galaxies and they're all in different galaxies by the time this gardens of galaxy three. And so it's really not building up to anything. I, and one thought I had uh, in the days after I saw it was because how disturbed I was by the high evolutionary uh, for black representation in the global entertainment marketplace. It is so vital for the MCU to nail the War Machine movie with Don Cheadle and Captain American Four. Oh, the New World Order. The New World Order. Yes, and I heard they that one to is going to be. Massive. They've. I've been hearing rumors that they're supposed to be inter, uh, introducing the X Men in Captain America. Or really? Yep. <laughs> you know what's coming, and I really feel that that's the future of the MCU. Uh, they have to get the X Men right if they want to keep this MCU run going for another twenty years. That they're going. I, I, now, I, do you think they're making a mistake doing the X Men as opposed to the Fantastic Four? No, I, I think uh, X-Men are far more marketable than Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Because I'm game. eager yeah. to see the Fantastic Four because they've gotten it wrong so many times. I want to see them get it right. I've seen the X-Men done right already. True. Fantastic Four, y'all keep screwing that shit up, man, like it's a bad recipe at this point. <laughs> like, y'all got to get this right. Y'all been teasing us about buying out Fox. You, you've been teasing us about all these characters that's coming in. Like Deadpool three coming in, like like come on man, like just give me a little something. You gave us a little bit of a tease in that uh that uh Doctor Strange movie by showing us um you know John Krasinski playing uh Mister Fantastic. Mm. You gave us a little bit of where we're going with that. So can you just please just give us a little bit more because we've been patiently waiting for all this. Oh yeah, and Chadwick Boseman dying. You Black Panther and the X Men were a huge part of the future of the MCU. So. I do think that kind of put a wrench on things. And uh, I think that's why they're taking their time mm-hmm. to yeah. come out. They they know how important it is. They know they got to get these characters right, especially with how much of an impact that Hugh Jackman had as Wolverine mm-hmm. and how much goodwill 
they built up with the fan base with the 20th Century Fox movies that we. I think they're just seen. filling the gap with these shows too. They're just filling in. They're hoping that we're liking some of these shows coming out here in the next couple of months. I think they're, they're, they're going to get away from that too. Yeah, they're going to focus more on the movies than the TV show. I think. I'm uh, about to say, is it a mistake that they're doing so many shows and not too, not so many movies? Because I had no problem with WandaVision and then Loki and mm-hmm. like they'll. Captain America Winter Soldier. I had no problem with that, but they you like She-Hulk, you keep saying yeah. like well, well god damn, we ain't gonna talk about <laughs> She Hulk was so bad, it made me like Iron Fist. Yeah. I, mean, you know, we're, I don't <laughs> think anybody in America hated that show more than you did. God, that was such a <laughs> he kept shitty. sticking it out. You kept sticking out forever. More power to you. I, was I didn't even so finish. I didn't I like so it. I knew it wasn't for me about three or four episodes in. <laughs> you stuck it out. More power to you. No, I hated I hated <laughs> that damn show. That show was so damn bad. But I feel like this is maybe this because another thing that somebody's been saying like online, another YouTube channel I've been watching is that they don't really have like an infinity saga that they're building to, but more so they're building towards the young Avengers. Because y'all see not. that the, what they've been doing because they've been showing like uh, Isaiah Bradley, his grandsons was being the young Avengers, like uh, Tommy and whatever his name is, like Wanda and Vision's kids. They've been in there like uh, Kate Bishop. Uh, Kamala Khan. Uh, what else is supposed to be here? That one chick that was in Guardians with the one eye. She's supposed to be part of the okay. Young Avengers too, yeah. because she's a kid. Uh, Love from Love and Thunder from Thor. She's supposed to be a part of that. So it feels like Ugh, they're that's building the stuff up. they can stick on TV. Yeah. That's I what don't, I'm I don't, I, that, That's TV because, stuff there. Because another storyline uh, that's been floating around there is like they're supposed to be taking like the the adult Avengers off planet some way somehow, and the young Avengers supposed to be defending Earth at some point. I don't like that too much because yeah. I don't I don't really care. Quote, well, it sounds offensive, but I don't care about the kids being like the young Avengers right now because we don't care too much about them. The only Agreed. thing they, the only thing they really built up uh, so far is like put them in the cinematic universe is Kamala Khan. Hmm. Everybody else is just like they've been like in and out. We haven't seen I Bradley's uh, grandson show up too much because we haven't seen what he can do. Kate Bishop, we've seen her in the Hawkeye show. We've seen what she can do. Like Tommy and like the the brother from Wandavision, like we've seen a little bit, but we haven't seen quite enough. This is like they they're they're trying to build this stuff up right now, and it's really not leading anywhere. A lot of storylines that they've been putting out there haven't gone any damn where, uh, nowhere at all. You remember that damn uh, with, with Harry Styles showing up at the end of like Eternals as Firefox or where the hell his name was? Thanos' brother. Yeah. Like all that stuff. It, it's just that was so pointless. It's it was pointless. But like I said, they're going nowhere, and I feel like they're just going all over the damn place. And I feel like they need to get into a team meeting. They need to get all the writers and directors in one room, and they got to like have like a little intervention with Marvel. We got all have to have a question of where the hell are we going and who's steering the ship right now. Absolutely. That's what I keep saying because Kevin Feige, it feels like he just let loose and he kind of let the kids like run the asylum for a little <laughs> That's bit. That's exactly <laughs> what it feels like. And they're all over the place. Spider Man's supposed to be part of the Young Avengers technically too, but I feel like they really haven't done anything with him since they done like the last uh, Spider Man movie. Well, he still has three solo movies, and one of them is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Uh, on top of them getting a new Black Panther who's good. Oh and yeah, he's on, supposed to be part of the Young Avengers too. Uh, T'Challa's son, I don't apparently. Know, please, God, um, just the group that that Wakanda group is good. I I really hope we get a third movie that. But please, for the love of God, I don't want to see any more Professor Hulk. I want more Smash. Hulk. I, yes. I want Hulk Smash. Yes, that's what I was. Saying. Oh, oh shit, that's one I forgot. 
Hulk's son is part of the Young Avengers too. Oh, I didn't even know he had a son. Yeah. <laughs> Remember at the end of like a, the She Hulk show, you saw that ugly ass CGI character, like his son that he had on Sakaar or whatever. I didn't even get past. I, never, I got the twerking <laughs> one. That was so it for me. Yeah. Yeah. What Hulk's son showed up in this? Yeah, I couldn't oh get past God. the twerking. Hulk. Yeah, if you got past yeah. green ass shaking on the screen, <laughs> you got to see Hulk's son. I didn't know like, that. Okay, that, okay. that was strangely. Yeah. I, I did. I, I felt Don't, she looked better as Green Hulk what, what than her. Would y'all say this is the best Marvel movie? In the last couple of years? No. no. Uh, the best Marvel movie? I didn't even like it more than Wakanda Forever. I, I know uh, you guys weren't huge on that, but Wakanda Forever is a much more... Put them about neck and neck for me. I'm, it's I got to think about that. The best Marvel movie that's... What would, you, what would you say that was the best Marvel movie leading leading up to us even doing a podcast? Like... So you're talking about what are we talking with, about? Post and yeah, uh, uh, Endgame? I, it, would you say Endgame was the best thing the last... Since 2018 or 2017, when it came out, when when uh, see here up to now, what, what would you say was so after movie? Endgame, we got Shang Chi, Black Widow. Right, it's, not, it's better than those two. We got the Eternals, way better the than Eternals. that. Yeah, Spider Man, no way. Spider Man, Spider Man's the only thing I could. think We got of. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange two. I feel like Five. there was another one. We already talked about Wakanda Forever, right? Wakanda Forever. We got Wakanda. Yeah, we got Wakanda Forever. Uh, I think that might be it. Yeah, oh, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh God, that's by far the worst out of anything we've named. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The Eternals. Quantum Mania. Oh, Quantum Mania. Ant Man. Quantum. Yeah. Quantum Mania. Yeah. I say Eternals. Ant Man are the two lowest, and then Thor's right behind that. Um, me personally, I think I would probably put up there Wakanda Forever and probably Doctor Strange as like my one and two. What about Spider-Man? I keep forgetting about Spider-Man. Because yeah. I feel like it was such a cheat code yeah, to bring all those Spider-Man back. Yeah. But, even, yeah, I was... Me, personally, I think I like where they were going with Doctor Strange more. Because I feel like that was leading into more stuff. Yeah. Because they're giving us a little hints of, like, um, like what he can do as far as, like, his powers. Like, going to other, like, um, realities <laughs> or whatever. And what they were showing with the Fantastic Four and the Illuminati. I was like, I was far more interested in that. Because I thought they were teasing us about the Fantastic Four. That was the biggest reason why I was getting hyped. Because I really want to see the Fantastic Four. Because for one, I was being selfish, being right about, you know, John Kwasinski being Mr. Fantastic. I, so. didn't, I did not think that would happen. I was shocked. No, I, That was one of the more shocking things in MCU when he showed up. That was, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, holy shit, they're really doing it. But for the most part, I just... Doctor Strange feels like he might be more the glue of what's been going on. They got. I thought it was going to be Ant-Man, but Ant-Man ain't doing shit. He is small to me, literally and figuratively. <laughs> he's not that. He's not that big of a deal to me. No, anymore. he's not. Yeah, I thought Doctor Strange was going to lead to something. Yeah. Spider Man feels like uh, maybe they had a chance to do something with it, but it was like no. As an independent movie by itself, I still thought it was pretty damn solid. Well, those gotta if if there is a new Avengers team that assembles eventually, it's either got it's got to be Doctor Strange or um, did it have to be Doctor Don, Don Cheadle. Uh, War Machine. Why can't Why can't uh, Captain America lead him like normal? He's eighty years old now. You talk about oh, the Falcon. Falcon, yeah, it's, yeah, it's between those three, and they're not going to take orders from a little teenager Spider Man. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I fucking say the word before you even join the group. Well, you can't take orders. From, and yeah, uh, well, War Machine's got a military history on top of that. Well, I'm about to say nothing is more authoritative than like a you know a military black man. So Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, point. Yeah. Anthony Mackie and War Machine, they can probably they can probably go head to head with it and try to figure out who's going to win. But me personally, 
Captain America leading the Avengers just feels right to me. It does. Yeah. It something, really does. Something named War Machine leading the Avengers just feels kind of like this is politically character. incorrect yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point. <laughs> but that's just me. And th- and you think about it, yeah, this is uh, I mean, I, it was obvious. Bucky, that's one reason I like Civil War so much because Anthony Mackie and Bucky getting into it, those are Captain America's best friends. Um, and they hated each other at first. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that dynamic. We've all had that situation where we have a mutual friend, but we hate the other person's friend that he's always around. It's more common than you think. Yeah. <laughs> Way more common. Yeah, that's definitely a guy thing, ladies, for sure. Uh, well, it happens more with <laughs> women, too. They fake as shit. They about as fake as the makeup they put on. They'll talk, but they'll hang out with you, then talk behind your back to their man and something. Like, you were just smiling and laughing with her. Why are you talking to me about this? I don't do stuff like that. Yeah, I'm pretty straightforward if I got an issue. I'm not going to talk about you behind your back. But there are, I, I can think of at least two instances in my childhood <coughs> where I had a great friend, mm. but I hated somebody else that, that my friend liked. I couldn't stand it when he'd be around as well. It, it's, it's, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. I'm about but, to say, am I that friend or something? Definitely not. <laughs> definitely. This, this, this all was before high school. Definitely yeah. not. This yeah. is all before high school. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for anybody listening out there, one of them went to Bishop Lures. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, man. Uh, Damn, just put them out there. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just wondering, just wondering if, if this was the best thing since maybe for me, Infinity. It's definitely not, like, the worst thing that no. I've seen. So I, I, was, I was still impressed with what he did. I thought it was still pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, the other storylines with, like, the Doctor Strange one, I, I just gravitated towards that one a little bit more. Not saying, like, this one is bad. Like, if you want to cry – between this one and yes, Wakanda Forever, you, you got your hands full on this one. Yeah. Wakanda Forever the most because I was like holding back some thug tears like really bad when they did like the funeral scene for T'Challa. I was like, oh, man, damn, the credits just got done rolling, man. You can't do this to me, especially when they did like the Marvel logo with uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that was the best one. If that one didn't yet, get you, dude. man, I don't know what could possibly get you crying at a Marvel movie because that was really hard to hold back some of those tears because, you know, him passing in real life, it's like, oh, Damn, man, we lost our guy right there, man. They got all this going. It was like, it was an emotional ride for that one. This one was emotional just because we're attached to the characters more than we actually thought we would. Because I didn't think nobody was going to be crying over a raccoon. Me personally, I was like, whoo, man, this is really tough to do, man. But I I can hold it back a little bit, man. But animal abuse, man, that's where you're getting to me right now, man. They better kill this high evolutionary dude, man. I'm getting tired of this little. One of the most despicable villains of all time. And and for any movie, sci fi, comic book, Drama, crime, thriller. He's one of the most despicable bad guys of all time. Now he's by far the best villain in the in the Guardians trilogy. By far, by far. So that's and not f- even debatable right now. To me, no. You know, but, I can't uh, believe you, Sean. You said you liked the one in the first. I thought he was dope. That, what's that, Ronan? Ronan? He was so t- terrible. Well, I, I, he, he there's just, better villains than Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Net man, you, why you bring up? <laughs> you <laughs> love that show. To death. I, I do. I do. Uh, no, no, no shame. No shame. Now, we got any headlines this week? Because I had a couple only because I saw them and I thought they were kind of funny. Um, All right, apparently, uh, Robert De Niro yeah, just had another was, baby. How the hell is he? Robert De Niro had another baby. He's 79, 79 with a baby. and yeah. had his seventh child. Damn. More Why? power to you. I, I didn't think that was even possible. More power. He ain't going to make it to the baby's graduation. <laughs> right. Not at <laughs> He's all. He's not going to make it to middle school. Not 90. The baby <laughs> turns 20, he'll be 100 years old. Jesus. Damn. I'm like, why would you do that to your child? Not giving them a father that you can. He's going to be too damn old to push a swing, man. He gonna, they both going to be in diapers at the same time. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why, why are you doing this, Robert? 
Damn it, Robert De Niro. But he got a black lady too. Yeah, he's married to a black woman, I think. He lost. Oh, damn, I thought they got divorced. Oh, really? Did okay. they? Maybe that, they did. that makes sense because ain't no way in hell a black woman gonna be popping out of child right now. It's like, <laughs> I ain't raising this kid by myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> I always gave my sisters, uh, my mo- my mom's sister, my aunt, hope that she could bang Robert De Niro. She had a big crush on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she li- he likes black ladies too. I got a chance. Yeah, if he's he's getting senior coffees, senior meals at McDonald's and shit, he need to be having kids. Yeah. I just thought that was really strange. That that was very strange. I didn't even hear about that. that yeah, I that, heard about that today. You guys have been watching more TMZ than me. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear about that They're at coming all. Coming out with the Meg Two. Oh, I heard that, about that. Jason yeah. Statham. That trailer was one of the most ridiculous. That looks ridiculous. Things. Oh my That's lord! I haven't, wa- I haven't watched it. Yeah, so yeah Sharknado level. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not lying. I'm assuming y'all saw the first one. I have. I did. Yeah. Did, you, yeah. did you enjoy it? It wasn't not horrible. Really. It wasn't not, horrible. Not really. Better than I thought it was going to be. I wanted it to be so much better. I, I was actually looking forward to the Meg, actually. I thought I thought I was... Shark movies, uh, if it ain't Jaws, it's, it's, I can roll my eyes at it, but... But Deep Blue Sea was entertaining. Deep Blue Sea, okay, yeah. It was you didn't like Shark Night? Shark Night. You remember that one where the sharks got loose into a pond or something like that? I don't think I've seen that. I, yeah. I personally, it, it was around the um, the 3D phase that they were going through. It's like a really bad time. It's like uh, I hated that phase so man, much. It's like the weird phase of like an American society when you know men had like you know those big ass baggy jeans that look like yeah, big ass bell yeah, bottoms yeah. or like bootcut jeans or anything like that. It was a weird time, like skinny jeans. <laughs> first <laughs> phase that happened that we don't want to talk about. So the fact that they made that movie in 3D, uh, I thought it was like. It was all right because it came around the same time as Piranha. Okay, yeah, with uh, yeah. Ving Rhames was it? Was yeah, it? and I thought like, oh, like it's cool as like far as like being like a you know a shark movie where like, it wasn't like the f- most amazing thing I've ever seen, but I thought it was it was tolerable. Yeah, it's a good. Ryan Reynolds' Baby Mama made a pretty good movie. But she was stranded on an island and there was a shark. It was like she was on vacation. Wait, that wasn't forty seven meters, was it? Yeah, thirty seven meters. I enjoyed down. that one too. The first one, that second one sucked, but that first one was. Did I that, actually enjoyed both of them. Had Jamie Foxx daughter in it. Yeah, yeah, Corinne Foxx. That was there. Jamie Foxx daughter, yeah, the black girl, that light skinned girl. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, that enjoy, second actually, one was getting kind of out of control. The second one was not as good. As, I actually no. enjoyed both of them. The first one was really good. It shocked me. What was that movie where the the couple gets stranded? Open they go water. Deep, they get a deep sea diving and they come back out and the it was boat left them. Open water. Okay, open water. Yeah, that one was that was, that was all right. That was a scary situation to be in. Look up uh, the Blake Lively movie that she's in. Uh, that movie that that sh- that was a great shark movie. Oh Blake. wait, I think I know what you're talking about. I actually enjoyed that. Uh, one. I saw that in the theater. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. That was damn good. Uh, what the heck is the name of that? Hold on, because I'm, I'm. It's got to be less than no. ten years old. It was not that old. Of no, movie. Google is my friend right now. Come on, oh, Wi Fi. See if I can f- beat you guys. Don't fill me now. the shallows. The, there we go. Have the shallows is a good that one. That sounds familiar. I think that, I've seen that. That was a good one. I did enjoy wait that minute, one. Wait a minute. Yeah, I think I did see that. That sounds familiar. I'm gonna look at that. That 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 was that movie was bad. freaking awesome, Max. That was intense. That it came was out intense. in 2016. Okay, so, yeah, okay. I know it couldn't have been more than ten years. Yeah. Oh, where she has to like. The, the high tide, the low tide kept coming yes. in. Yes. And I've I think there was that. like a riding whale carcass. Right, right. That she was laying on and for a while. she couldn't get in. Yeah, she got stuck on a rock right. for like half the movie or something yeah. like that. Yeah, hyperthermia or something was kicking in and she couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what I've seen it now. That and she had to movie. wait that for was the good. tide really to good, go yeah. back down. Yes, yeah, she was. Yes, I remember exactly. She took she, some, she deserves yeah. more credit as an actress. I just I take it for granted because she's just so beautiful and she's married to somebody who's just as beautiful as her. <laughs> And the fact that she can still like act that well, 
I was like, damn, I do remember that movie, The Shallows. I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, I, I did, dope. too. Yeah, yeah I, 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 The black girl I saw with was like, I can't believe she was showing that much ass in the, in the movie. Got a kick out of that. That was for least of her issues. <laughs> I remember her going through the woods to get to the beach. She was going through, like, the jungle. They were taking her out there, and she thought she was going to have a good time. But yeah, those you know, two surfer dudes yes, got it bad. They got it real bad. I remember exactly watching this. They don't make a lot of good shark movies. The Meg with these big ass megalodons. Come on, these these prehistoric sharks. It's uh, getting out of hand. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And the idea is, is yeah. pretty. To me, that's right on my. I love movies like that. I, I, I they're, they're B movies, but they can be enjoyed. But the idea of a megalodon in modern times, that how do you mess that up? Just show it eating people and make it intense. And it's got Jason Statham in it, for God's sake. Well, Aquaman had sharks in it. It's it's just true. But Jason Statham can't use his karate on the sharks. You know what I mean? Like, he's an action star. Yeah, but you can incorporate that. Yeah, just make it some... some Well, he'll swim aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) He has no feelings and shit. When he he dives in, he got like an extra ab showing and shit. Jason Statham, like, he he is a handsome ass man. Like, I hope I get in good shape as he's in right now, but... Overall, I I remember I watched it like a literally a couple weeks ago the Meg because I saw yeah. it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is actually I'm actually enjoying this. This is actually pretty good. It is some goofy ass parts in there where you kind of roll your eyes, especially when the, it was like another phase where uh, Ruby Rose, like the one mm-hmm. chick that was in like John Wick two and like the um, what was that one show on Netflix with the women in prison? Oh, uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, she had like another part in there, like beautiful, beautiful woman, but beautiful. she she can't act worth a damn. I swear, she came and act like she'd give a shit for the most part. Like, <laughs> they didn't even she, let her talk in John Wick too, which was a brilliant move. <laughs> they get resigned. Brilliant like, move. Like, 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 the, like, the yeah. state air look pretty. Like, like, pucker up those lips, mm-hmm. man. And after that, we're gonna kill you savagely, you know, like, real quick. But overall, I, I remember I enjoyed the Meg. I haven't seen the second trailer to that, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna watch it because I'm just a faithful fan of that movie. Now, speaking of trailers, did you guys watch the new Oppenheimer trailer? I did. That was one of the best cut trailers I've ever seen in, in modern times. That movie looks pretty damn dope. Oh, fuck yeah, it does. I'm not going to lie. I never thought I would give a shit about a bomb being made, but good God almighty, like uh, Killian Murphy, whoo, boy, you got my money quick as hell. I swear, I'm going to go see that sure so we'll, damn fast. We'll I'm dragging all my be wife to it. confused as hell watching that because that's Christopher Nolan, right? But yeah, this is. This is based on a true story of the Manhattan Project. Yeah, he ain't Project. got time to take us through like time and like <laughs> yeah, and sleep dreams and all that shit. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, all we gotta worry about with a Christopher Nolan movie is like his sound guy. Like, how badly is he gonna fuck you? <laughs> because yeah. his sound sucks. <laughs> that has to be part of. Uh, I'll blame that on COVID too. I remember that Tenet came out during COVID. I couldn't hear a damn thing. a damn thing. Like that's a movie I actually ha- had to. I was looking forward to watching in surround sound at home. But I had to keep turning it up and turn it down the whole movie. I've never experienced that before. The, the dialogue is so low you can't hear it. Mm-hmm. But the action scenes are way too damn loud. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, that person will never work in the audio recording industry again in the, for a movie, whoever mixed that. Yeah, but I saw the Oppenheimer trailer. I was like, man, I I never thought I'd be so pumped about this movie. But this movie looks pretty damn good. That was that was awesome. It man. looks it looks it looks epic to me, and I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bunch of us to go watch that movie together. I'm, I'm glad gonna, you mentioned that because yeah, and I pop. I wanted to ask if they showed that before Guardians of the Galaxy three. We didn't have nope. any. Well, uh, not in ours. No, nope. that trailer. trailer is would look sweet in the theater because even that first teaser. Did they show that in front of Nope when y'all went and saw Nope? When I got that flat tire, I don't remember. remember. But yeah, I remember that was one of the highlights for me. I was like, oh, yeah. I like how they said they shot this with IMAX cameras. I was like, all right, we're going to AMC. 
That's all I need to know. Oh, yes, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he, he's in love with IMAX cameras. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the last headline I had, only because I've been obsessed with this show since my wife uh, started making me watch it, is apparently they are going to end with season five on Yellowstone. They've said it's been going I have on. heard that. I've been well, hearing rumors about Kevin Costner. He cheated, don't, didn't he? I hear a lot of stories about Kevin Costner, man. Well, some I, girl on my Facebook said he cheated on his wife with his side chick and got her pregnant, I think. Yeah, what's yeah. up with these old ass men having babies? I know, man. Yeah, and that's and uh, I guess the show was like, ah, yeah, we don't want to deal with you right now. I don't know. I don't know the significance of it. I don't know if that's real or not. Well, but. keep in mind that we're seeing this is a recent phenomenon where huge movie stars who are used to committing to a two or three month experience, getting paid and then moving on. Now they're dealing with TV shows, which is almost like a half a year shooting experience. They're not going to want to, especially Kevin Costner. He's been in the game for what, over 40 years? Yeah. This is new. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone just got done saying, uh, I'm glad I did Tulsa King, but you probably will never see me do another TV show again. They're used to prepping for a, a two month, two to three month movie shoot, then getting that downtime, then prepping again. But just to have a half a year or more commitment, uh, movie stars aren't, aren't always in that game. They'll do it once. But well, it sounds like they're seasons. just being like spoiled bitches at this point. Like, how are you going to be that greedy? Like, if you love to act. True. Just keep doing it because a TV show, because for one, if it lasts long enough, you're going to get paid like off residuals for a long time. If you have a successful show, if it has a long run or in the streaming service, I feel like they're getting paid a little bit better because streaming services are paying top dollar for some really crappy shows. So if you have a good show, they're probably going to pay you pretty decently to have you come back and do another one because Mayor Kingstown, I think that's definitely one of my top five shows I, of the year. I'm glad you mentioned I gotta watch that day. That show. that show was incredible. So I can't wait for that to come back after Jeremy Renner, you know, he gets his body back right and you know he's re- rehabilitating. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that show come back. Tulsa King was pretty damn solid, so I want to see that one come back. So yeah, the T V shows, yeah, it is a long commitment, but even though you're like the star of the show, Shows like that really help out actors who are up and coming for sure and get their name out there to show how well they can do on something like that. And maybe they have potential to be that leading man or that leading woman to get like an actual movie. So Kevin Costner, I feel like he's being a little bit selfish trying to say he don't want to do the show no more because of time commitment. But the people that are on that show, like uh, Kelly Riley, who plays like his daughter, she is amazing on this show. The fact that she hasn't won any kind of awards for this show or as their character as Beth is a damn robbery in of itself. Something like that should never happen because she single-handedly carries this show from season to season. Kevin Costner, he's like the backdrop. He carries the show as far as like being like the big leading man of it. But overall it's her character that makes this show as successful as it is. In my opinion, without her, the show doesn't work. Kevin Costner can be played by damn near anybody. It's not like Kevin Costner is doing a great job playing like this, uh, this rancher, it's her as the daughter that makes the show work for me. So yeah, Kevin Costner, man, like get your head out your ass and keep, <laughs> keep, keep your dick in your pants. And apparently man, just, just move on, man. Yes. Just like do something else, but don't kill a show like that. I hate when a shows get killed like that because they have like discrepancies like that behind the scenes. Like, cause this show has been on like hiatus since, since I think uh, February, which is really weird that they're cutting a show off in the middle of a season for like four or five months. And they haven't finished filming yet. Damn. And it's not even a writer strike. Damn. The fact that this show has been on hiatus, I feel like I was like you waiting for Game of Thrones to come back after a year and a half. Well, I was this long. is pissing me off. Like I ain't never I seen a show like this. Like, like, 
As soon as they did like that mid-season finale, they went on hiatus, and they haven't been filming since, apparently, because of Kevin Costner and all this bullshit that's been going on behind the scenes. So the fact that they're holding this show hostage is really pissing us off. And it's like the fans, like they don't want to hear about shit like this because Paramount had like a good thing going and Kevin Costner came in and fucked it up and fucked everybody on the set apparently. And he needs to get the, get the hell on about his business, man. Get, get off the show because they already confirmed that they're going to make a spinoff show with Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that because Matthew McConaughey on the show, like that works for me because I thought he did good in a uh, true detective. So him doing TV shows, I'm all here for it. I thought that was one of the him him and Woody Harrelson on True Detective did a, did a great job. Oh, some of the best acting of all time. Yeah, but yeah, that was the last I had on that. I just I'm really pissed off that Yellowstone is ending like this. But yeah, as soon as they get done filming, I'm hoping that this second half of the season makes it worth the wait. But the fact that it's not coming back of that just makes me sad because I I thought they could have done a lot more with the show. But yeah, that's all I had. Y'all got any other headlines that we got to cover? I think all that I was going to talk about is Robert De Niro and. That was pretty good. Oh, you guys have more to gossip. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Him I did not a hear baby about that. That's, that's is crazy. crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I'm. I. I can't believe I, I missed that one. I had. I had not hear anything about that. Yeah. That is now, very crazy. What do y'all think is worse? What Nick Cannon is doing, having all these kids, or the fact that Robert De Niro is having a baby at seventy nine? That's worse because he ain't gonna be here for the kids' whole life, you know. But I don't think. But having. I don't, of, I don't think he planned on that. Nick Cannon's out there saying. Yeah, I'm gonna keep having babies until I can't anymore. Yeah, but at 79, why didn't you get a vasectomy years ago, decades right. ago? Seriously, yeah. like who's thinking about having kids that late in their life? Not right. me, and He's I would. I'll be upset. Yeah, but I wouldn't even think I could at that point. I, if, right. if yeah. I slip up and uh, get too excited and with my lady friend at that age, I would think I would think that sperm's gonna die as soon as it touches air at all. <laughs> So I wouldn't. He probably that's that's a shock. Even my parents, like uh, my mom was thirty eight when she had me. My dad was forty seven. They didn't think I was coming. So I can only. I feel kind of bad for that kid because a lot of my friends are saying, "Damn, your parents are old." I had to deal with that in elementary school. And all my parents, all my friends' parents, they were in their thirties, early forties. Yeah, my parents were in their fifties growing up. I had to hear that. I heard that comment a lot from my. My peers, well, they, it wasn't personal or anything. They were just shocked to hear my parents' age and that, just because there was there was a fifteen year difference between their parents. So that that is shock. I, I gotta say, Nick Cannon, just because it doesn't sound like he's a playing a very fatherly role in all these kids' lives or with his baby mamas. So I'm gonna, I'm yeah, like his oldest his oldest kid is his daughter, who's fifty one. She gonna be a grandmother by the time that, <laughs> that baby is born. Like, like for right, real, this right. is weird. But this is this very is the weird. First time Robert De Niro's made headlines at all for his personal life, Nick, other than his divorce. That, that uh, was I'm it. sure he's had a talk with his wife. Was like, hey, this this is probably not a good idea, right? Yeah, this is probably not a good idea. No, we're gonna keep it. No, no, no. You know, he's probably oh shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, this is a mistake. But Bob Barker was out there getting down on the prices, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it, it happens. <laughs> it, it definitely happens. Price is very right. Uh, and this, yeah. this, <laughs> yeah. Robert Neal gets gets a pass because I don't think he did this purposely. Uh-oh. And this can happen to anybody. Person, exactly. But at seventy nine, I'm pretty sure the sex drive is not the same. You know, shit is hard at thirty eight sometimes. You know, so seventy nine. Oh, I mean, you still can. 
If you still got got the, that's why we got the stamina to do it. Like, all right, more power to you. But seventy nine, man, I'm gonna be sitting on my porch in the rocking chair watching the birds. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll be happy to even see that age. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, some of those choices I've made in my thirties. Like every time he get up in the middle of the night to pee, he gonna have to feed the baby. Right. (laughs) For real, like he he didn't think this one through already. Because they're both gonna be wearing diapers. Oh yeah, yeah. Because his next youngest is eleven. Which is which is still kind of crazy. What? Then after 50, that, fifty one to eleven, it ranges from fifty one to eleven. All Jesus his kids, Damn. and he has six kids already because he has a fifty one year sure old, he has a forty six year old, he has twins that are twenty seven, a twenty four year old, and an eleven year old. Good God, this <sighs> I had no idea. I just remember well, he was Eddie Murphy to a got a lot lady. of kids too. So yeah. and he just had a baby recently, right? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, and I know I know kids. his kids are yeah. roughly. You know, I think they're around maybe 35, 40 is his oldest. So, yeah, I, I don't quite understand it. But then again, that's your life. You do whatever you want to do. That's your kid. But I, I don't think that's fair to the kid because he's not going to get, like, the best version of you as a parent. You're going to be – y'all going to take naps at the same time. Y'all going to take y'all medicine and food at the same time. Like, everything is going to be, like, complete – the same sink. Like, it's, it's just weird. It's just weird having kids that late in life. But, you know, if you're Robert De Niro, hell, maybe I don't know something that he does and he's in better shape than, than I am now. So if he can do it, more power to him. But I just think that's, I don't know, that just feels very negligent. And, you know, it's not, uh, what, how do you say it? Short-sighted. It's very short-sighted to have a kid that late in life. Well, that's all I got for it. Ryan, I hope you're being responsible out there too. So I am. I am. And uh, after Watching this NBA playoffs have been great, by the way. How did playoffs end up with a baby story? <laughs> you better connect this I, dot. I had to um, they showed a clip of Magic Johnson's son, who um, EJ Junior, the gay one. Yeah, the gay one. And for anybody that doesn't know it, he's damn near the same height as Magic Johnson, but about fifty pounds heavier. And to see him pull up at the game in a Ferrari, wearing some. Booty shorts that was probably worn by a fine female at Freaknik in the 90s. <laughs> a 6'8 black man pulling up to a game of Ferrari in booty shorts was an image I wish I could just have erased and never, ever have to see again. <laughs> so as bad as it is for De Niro and Nick Cannon, I, I hope another kid's ever walk out in public like that because that topped anything I saw Will hey. Smith's Son, dude, Jaden. He's living his best life, man. So I, I can't judge it. <laughs> oh God, like, I ain't gonna lie. It I, wouldn't be so bad if he wasn't so damn EJ tall. Can, EJ can't dress his ass off. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I saw a couple outfits. Like, all right, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there. All right, sis. Oh I see you. my God. So yeah, I, I can't. I can't knock it. Like that's his life. That's what he wants to do. And you know what? Maybe he'll end up being like a fashion icon or an entrepreneur like his dad <laughs> oh, God, or something. No. I don't. I don't know. I, I want I, no parts of that that world. I, I might move out the country if I start seeing him on the front of magazines. I, well, I'm leaving the country. Well, I don't judge. So yeah, <laughs> you know what? Do your thing, Queen. Shoulder pads and shit, brown like this. What? What? Jeans, jean shorts. Like they come out dressed like Colonel Guile and shit like that. <laughs> oh, like what you doing, man? Why you look like you're on Street Fighter? But, you know, but that's all good, man. That's all good. I ain't gonna judge on that. Sean, I got it real quickly for you. In the show, I know we're running out of time here. Writer strike hit your beloved blade. Really, no. they've completely. Oh, now, I heard about that. I think this is a cursed production, and I really feel at this point we're never going to see Mahershala Ali's blade. Yeah. And just like you said, I don't think you can replace that character. I think that might be a good thing right. for the MCU, yeah. especially if they're not going to have the balls and make it R rated. 
don't even mess around with it. At this point, just let it go. I, I at this point, no, you her, can't let it go because once you announce it at Comic Con, man, that's just that's kind of like making like a promise. It, but and, they, and that was like what's never backed out of their promises ever. Well, Fox, but Fox has not MCU. Every movie stu- every movie studio has outside the MCU. This is the so just to have it happens. People announce stuff. Recently, they just announced Beetlejuice Two is coming out September twenty twenty four. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I am too. But all three of us have been hearing this for thirty years. Beetlejuice, I never thought I was going to have. They've, okay, fair people, they've, they've, they've yeah. announced all kind of crap. All I just haven't been holding my breath. I just go, no, oh, yeah, either have I. I, I, so. I hope it's good, but I'm not yeah. looking forward to that. They might mess around and turn it into a TV show. Who knows? Yeah. But, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, with that writer strike, it's not going to hurt the artistic visionaries out there. So, the James Guns, Christopher Nolans, where studios trust them with a lot of money. To write and direct it, these big franchises where it is writer by committee. I, I I didn't think it would hurt the movie industry as much as it looks like it is now because I forgot just how much these studios do rely on that by committee for their creative input. Uh, they put a team of writers together, then it goes to the next team, and then after that, yeah, even Last Action Hero had over ten writers on it. Believe it or not, and said, really, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll still vouch for that movie, but by no means was that uh, Saving Private Ryan. That was not a masterpiece by any means. Uh, so yeah, Ryan Strike. I, they even your beloved Stranger Things. They've closed. They've stopped production on that. Oh, um, man, they're really gonna piss us off. They were hyping up this new Daredevil show. Uh, Born yeah. Again. I heard about that, too. Stop production that. So, yeah, this riot strike is real. And uh, they've even canceled a show that I had no intentions on watching. But uh didn't make it past season one. They, you guys, Did you guys even know there was a True Lies TV show uh-uh. on CBS? I heard about it. I just haven't watched it. Nor, uh, I had no desire. They canceled it after one season. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, we talked about the new trailers. That covers about most of the current events right now. All right. Get to our hidden gems. Uh, who wants to take lead on this one? Yeah, I'll go first. That way I can get it up, mine out the way. Um, mine's is called The Phoenix Forgotten. Never heard of this That's one. definitely a hidden gem. Never yeah, heard of that. Alien. So um came out in 2017. It's a horror sci-fi mystery. Uh, allow um, A found footage documentary style film uh, documents what happened to three teenagers on the night of the infamous Phoenix Lights. 20 years after their disappearance. They made a movie about that? Yes. You remember this? I remember the Phoenix uh, Lights. Yeah. From uh, the start, I you get invested into like, uh, it's kind of like Blair Witch footage. You know what I mean? Kind of like. Uh, oh, God. What a shaky, I'm not a big fan a of those. Okay. But this was actually pretty scary, even though I know this is a, a movie. Um, I feel like it, it felt real. Like these three teenagers go missing and they, they're documenting uh, this I don't know, like these big rocks and shit in Phoenix. And they started getting abducted by these aliens. And it seemed like it was real footage. And I remember watching it. It's on YouTube TV. If you, if you, That's the only place I saw it. And you definitely can get it on Amazon. But it's pretty creepy. It has, it's not like the fire in the sky creepy. But it makes you think that they really got abducted. And I remember watching it way back. And I just thought about it. Uh, every time I was watching Phoenix Suns, I thought about the Phoenix Forgotten. <laughs> I was watching the Suns versus the damn Nuggets. Like, That's you know a what? weird connection. Yeah, it right. is. But but it, this was they were saying like 
they were trying to make this like a real footage and it was pretty creepy. It's called a Phoenix forgotten. Um, it's a, it's a good little movie. It's creepy. Um, it's not fire in the sky scary as far as like one of the scariest alien movies or the the um the with the fourth kind. I thought that was pretty scary. Uh it had a chance to be really scary, but um this one uh it's it's got some creepy scenes and they start getting abducted one by one and they're like lost in the desert and shit running from this alien and shit, these alien abductions. And they're in this alien with the shaky cam kind of thing with the Blair Witch type camera. And it, I think it came out twenty seventeen if I'm not mistaken, but it's called a Phoenix Forgotten. If you see it, just see what you think about it. Give it a try. Look it up if you can. Where'd you see, find this movie? Uh, it's on. I know you can on Amazon, but it's on YouTube TV. Uh, but I remember. I think I got it out of Redbox back in 2017. So there, this definitely was um, something that people was watching. So, but um, yeah, it's called A Phoenix Forgotten, and I, I said it's got that shaky cam feel to it. Somebody's recording this, and they're trying to get live footage. So somebody had got abducted first. And they went to go see what had happened. And then they started getting abducted by these aliens. And I just remember them running in the desert and running around these big-ass boulders and stuff trying to escape the aliens. And they were just taking them one by one out of this desert. And they just got lost. They had no cell phone signal, of course. So they're just lost in the Phoenix Desert. And the aliens are just... And I guess this spot is pretty uh, hot, like, for uh, UFO sightings in real life. Like, Phoenix, Nevada... New Mexico, those areas are pretty hot, you know, as far as like seeing UFOs. So this place is already known for having like high activity of UFOs. And of course, they take their dumb ass there and they get abducted. So uh, get out a try. It's called a Phoenix Forgotten. It's about these three teenagers that went missing and they never found them again. So nice. pretty ominous, pretty, pretty creepy. So I would say. Well, so, definitely yeah. interested. Yeah. yeah so. Pick. Ryan, pick. What, you, what you got for us this week? Uh Sean kind of scared me from the get-go when uh, he wanted to do a standing ovation for Mike Tyson. I thought Sean might have been alien himself. Is he a mind reader? Because, uh, yeah, coming into the show, I, I did want to kind of gripe on the Disney Plus TV show situation where I felt a lot of these uh, six-episode series that were only 30 minutes long per episode, I really felt there was a good movie that could have been condensed into that. And that's one of the reasons I touched on The Corner. And there's another HBO movie I wanted to talk about. And there was actually a couple I had on the list. But when Sean did his standing ovation for Mike Tyson, I knew I had to make this the movie I'm talking about. And this is the 1995 HBO movie Tyson starring Michael Jai White as Mike Tyson. I remember that, yeah. This, This movie was as good as anything released in the theater that year. I, it, it, a lot of the nineties HBO movies were as good as anything in the theater. And, uh, yeah, I really feel you're, you're missing out. If you don't give this movie a chance, not only is Michael Jai white freaking awesome as Mike Tyson, but, uh, George C. Scott as uh customato is, is, is fantastic in here. So I'm, all of us being Mike Tyson fans, you really realize how much of an impact uh, Cus DeMotto had over Mike Tyson and how his life kind of went off the rails when he died. The performance George C. Scott really hammers that home. And this movie doesn't really, isn't too opinionated, so it kind of ends once that uh, rape case happened. He ends up going to jail. That's, that's, that's kind of the finale of the movie. But the movie doesn't make an opinion either way. They just show him going in the room with the girl. 
and they show that, yes, he is absolutely loving being rich in his 20s, and he is sleeping around after coming from straight poverty. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty well documented on this show that Michael Jai White is one of my favorite action stars and uh, man crushes. Uh, this is him at the top of his work. Uh, Tyson, Michael Jai White, George C. Scott, and for Cosby fans, Malcolm, Malcolm Jamal White even has a pretty good role in here. Tyson, 1995, it's curling HBO Max, well worth your time. Do you believe he did that? Raped a girl? Do you really think he I don't think he did. I don't believe it. I don't think he, he did. You ever heard him talk about it? It's like he, he was like... Saying I really, I really did rich. I uh, raped this girl. You know, what I mean, like I should have raped her, and it made it seem he went like, to jail for, yeah, for banging her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see him. It was just the fact that he had a reputation for being crazy and aggressive. I, yeah, yeah I he had woman throwing himself at him, and I, I don't. Just like I don't think Kobe raped that girl. I don't think Mike Tyson did. Nope. All right, now my hidden gem for you guys this week also comes from HBO Mac. HBO Max is the 2010 horror thriller The Crazies. Have y'all seen this one? It has a uh, Timothy Oliphant. He plays like the sheriff of this small town where this uh this military plane crashes into like a a lake or something like that. And then the I guess they have they was carrying toxins, and then those toxins get into like the water supply, and then it turns everybody in the town who like ingests this uh, water turns them into like Basically, like crazy ass zombies or something like I've that. I've seen the the cover for it. I got like a rake, like a yep. Yeah, I now, hadn't I hadn't seen the movie though. Yeah. Now this movie, like like not even low key, is high key pretty damn good. <laughs> now apparently this is a remake from a 1973 version of it. I think that's very very similar. But this one, I haven't seen the 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 original one. But this remake, this is pretty damn good. If you want to see like a pretty good like horror film, John Ryan. I think this one is pretty up there as far as like as a hidden gem that I probably haven't seen yet. Now he plays like a small town sheriff, so basically, like the there's a plane crash they find out, so the government comes to the town and they quarantine the town where nobody can go in, like uh, nobody can get out. So and there there is a twist at the end. So mostly like him and his wife and like another couple, they basically see like the paintings on the walls, like the government's gonna come in, like they're gonna have to like. Um, like cleanses at some point probably. So they're probably going to take us all away and probably run tests on us to try to get rid of whatever virus is in this, uh, this water stream. But this is basically them, like a story of them trying to get out overall. This thing was probably like a four and a half out of five. If I remember wow. this one, correct when I first saw it, this one was really, really good. It should have got a sequel, but for this one, this first one, this was a great, great watch for me as far as like being a horror. Because I'm not the biggest horror guy. Mm. Like Sean has that crown. Like Ryan, you're a close second. I'm a distant <laughs> third on that one. So as far as like being like a horror movie, I thought this one was actually pretty damn good. So once again, starring Timothy Oliphant, y'all know him from uh, Justified or The Killer from Scream Two. But overall, <laughs> I think this this one right here. This was a pretty damn solid film. I thought this one gave me more faith that he can probably be a leading man in movies. So. Does he seem comedic to you, though? Like, is he got like a comedic I don't side? really see him as a funny guy at all. He seemed kind of goofy. He's always me. come across as crazy. Oh, yeah. A smart, crazy individual with an ego trip. Um, yeah, he played that part in Live Free or Die Hard. I was just thinking about that. Um, the bad guy in that one where he was like the, the tech 
genius or whatever. Yeah, it's like a him. fire uh, fire sale on the government. Yeah, like when he plays roles like that, it's pretty good. I haven't seen Justified, but I hear good things about it. But this one right here, this one was actually a pretty damn good movie. So I think that should be a hidden gem for you guys this weekend. So I've seen it on there. I just never watched it. I saw it on HBO. And Netflix. I remember the previews didn't really sell it as being all that. But that movie was getting hyped online. That's, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a movie that people are saying, go see this. This is damn good. And it shocked me how good it is. And I never got a chance to see in that. But I just remember the previews just looking like, yeah, sorry, I'll wait till video. Oh, no, this was pretty good. I remember when I first saw it, I had went to Blockbuster, you know, RMP, RIP Blockbuster. Definitely. I had a friend working there and he recommended that I watch this movie. And he's one of those blockbuster friends. Like he, he doesn't steer me wrong. He like, no, don't watch that bullshit. Watch <laughs> this instead. And I remember I watched this. I came back to blockbuster. I was like, dude, that was a great recommendation. This movie yeah. was dope as hell. Thank you very much. He played the hitman. Timothy, uh, Agent Forty Seven, yeah. or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, was that movie any good? I saw I it. It's been a while. I haven't it's seen it in a long time. I remember the video game. It was based off the video game. Didn't they make a sequel to that? Yeah, Hitman. They made a okay. couple of them. You remember the video game, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, cra- the crazies on HBO Max. Uh, that's my hidden gem for you guys this week. So I think you guys will really enjoy that one. Good picks, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and Sean both good picks. I got to see both of those. Now, we miss anything else? Ready to wrap this up? Send everybody to bed right now? Because I know it's past my bedtime, so I, I know I'm tired as hell. Like, Ryan, we miss anything? I think got we covered it all, covered. yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's see what I want. What y'all want to hear? I want to hear a little bit of Drake. Y'all want to hear some Rihanna? You want to hear something mysterious? <laughs> <laughs> Just throw whatever you want on there, man. I've been, been singing, singing that uh, yeah. Guardian song all week. Yeah, hey, hey, everybody hey, been that singing song that. song stuck in my head what for sure. Wanna, my baby. My I just picture baby. baby group dancing to that. Just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come and get your I've been singing that myself. Yeah. Uh, that got stuck away. That's another thing. You got to give James Gunn credit for the songs he's putting in these things. Man. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. Martin got that soundtrack. Yeah, Soundtrack's probably, probably freaking awesome. Dope. Yeah. I'm telling you, that, that first one is worth buying oh, and adding to your collection. That first. Get it on Spotify. They got them on Spotify. You can listen to them. Yeah. Good I'm, stuff. I've been thinking about this. Let's just take my with Guardians right now. Because we had a pretty good time watching Guardians. Once again, thank you for the family and friends that showed up for us. Thank y'all for showing out. Thank y'all for being on time, Ryan. <laughs> now, we'll keep y'all posted on the next one that comes out. Uh, like I said, we're going to put like a little poll out there to see what y'all actually want to watch. You know, I ain't got nothing else to say, man. It was a great time. It was a great event. You know, Hopefully, everybody enjoyed themselves. Well, Ryan, Sean. Wish y'all have a good weekend. Likewise. And shout out to Matt Wood and Martin Vasquez. Yes. Glad you guys came out. And who's y'all's boy from Geyer? Oh, uh, Kevin. 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 Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't good seen job. him since high school. Good to see you, man. Oh, yeah. Good time. Good time. Oh, man. Everybody had a good time. Everybody enjoyed themselves. And they were very thankful for us for doing that for them. So we appreciate all y'all. So, yeah. You know, hope y'all have a good week. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the women oh, out yeah. there. All oh, this. Yeah. All the ladies out there, all your moms, we support y'all. We love y'all. Thank y'all for doing the best y'all can with what y'all got. My mama, I know she did some miracles for me growing up, and I don't know also. 
I was kind of an asshole growing up. Now that I got my my two little asshole kids at my house, you know, I'm looking at you know parenthood a whole nother way right now. Oh man! So I'll do something special for my wife for Mother's Day plus double whammy, of course. Anniversary is tomorrow, so thank you, Holly, for putting up with me for all these That's years. That's worth celebrating. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll figure out the roost, Chris. Very, man, go spend a few hundred dollars on oh, a meal or right. shit like that. Definitely. I'll oh, give me a forty dollars steak or yeah. something, man. Yeah, Ooh, that steak better be delicious. It'll be forty dollars just for the water there. God damn, oh, man. man. That's guaranteed. Time oh, you got to get pinochle time. You go to Roots, Chris. <laughs> oh man, I might be too damn stuffed. I might be too tired. I'm gonna take a nap. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> well, I hope all y'all have a good week, man. Hope y'all had a good time out this week, and hopefully y'all go out and see a movie this weekend. Oh, yeah, so, sure. oh, y'all take care. We'll see y'all next time, man. Okay. Have a good one. Good night. <laughs>